You're listening to KNL Sports Podcast, where you can enjoy sports from around the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. KNL is committed to bringing you sports live on 95.3 KNL FM, 1490 KNL AM, and online at KNLRadio.com. Hope you enjoy this edition of KNL Sports Podcast. Playoff matchups are in your Mason Punchers and the Hearn Eagles. And uh, hello, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Here on 95.3 FM, the station's been the voice of the punchers uh, for over 45 years, and uh, an honor and memory of the late Lee Graham. He was that voice. Uh, we were happy to continue that tradition. Uh, listen live, 95.3 FM. Stream it, KNLRadio.com. Uh, go to the TuneIn Radio app, uh, search KNL, or just tell your, uh, also download uh, the KNL Radio app and tell your Alexa or smart speaker to search and play KNL SM, Will Lambert, Michael Walker, back for another Mason Puncher playoff season. And uh, we are on the home press box uh, behind glass. It's going to be a little quieter uh, than, than at the Puncher Dome. But uh, uh, looking forward. You told me the stat last week, Micah, uh, as far as the consecutive district championships. Obviously, the playoff appearances are going back at least 12, 13 years. And uh, happy to be doing it again here tonight at a new, new stadium, new venue, even though Kind of like what we're accustomed to, you know, that first, second game of the season, a uh, very nice facility. Uh, easy to get to, not easy to get in and out of. Probably <clears throat> probably one of the bigger stadiums that we've played in uh, in the first round, for sure. Uh, I mean, in, in years past, I mean, we've kind of, I guess, grown those stadiums as we've, as we've progressed deeper into the playoffs. But, I mean, you got a stadium here that holds uh, probably almost, I'd say somewhere between fifteen and 20,000. I mean, it is a huge stadium, and... Uh, all of our crowd is basically gonna, could just, just fill up the bottom section. Yeah, especially the visitor side. And, uh, uh, I mean, our band looks like, uh, we have 10 people <laughs> in it over there across the way, but, uh, certainly a nice evening to have, uh, some football here. Uh, gonna be fairly good weather, uh, really good conditions. Uh, tomorrow would have not been such that, uh, lots of rain and, uh, one of our biggest cold fronts of the season, uh, coming in tomorrow and, uh, uh, much needed in some places, but uh, certainly have have wanted to see the longer growing season where we're from in terms of grass and that sort of thing. But uh, no, I think it's going to be a really neat game. Uh, I think uh, two totally different offenses uh, when you put them on the field in terms of what they want to do and what they want to achieve. And so I think uh, defensive football is going to going to propel uh, the next team to the next level. And so uh, you know, with that being said, I, I just I just think that uh, you got to come in here and you got to play Mason Puncher football, and you've got to dictate uh, dictate the game. Yeah, like, like you said, uh, we'll be tell to you know. I think we're a little more balanced. Uh, it's really that that defense has been keeping us in games, and we come in here with uh, you know we're fairly healthy. We got players back. Um, we're used to playing the style offense, although we're this is a little bit you know we're getting we're getting to this type. Playoffs, we're, we're back where we were a few, you know, a few years ago in right. this area, uh, District 14-2A. You know, you got this is the fourth place team, uh, Hearn behind Thorndale, uh, Thrall, and Flatonia, I believe, uh, with those, their last three losses. They did beat Weimer, but you can look at this roster. You know, they're going to have some athletes. You know, oh, going to be sure. flying down the field. They're going to be running pass plays, verticals, and, and trying to beat us to speed and. You know, Mason, we, we should have learned something this time last year when we played Schillenberg because they were the fourth-place team, although mm-hmm. it was coming out of that Shiner-Referio district. But I would expect, and I know the coaches were, if 
you talk to their wives this week, you know, they were really, I mean, prepping uh, just for this body share game, which we're used to winning, moving on, uh, you know, two or three weeks into the, into the postseason. Um, but Mason's just, I think that they're going to rely on their defense and then offensively, you know, it's just, it's just, we're beat, got to beat them up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, just watching them warm up here this this evening, um, you know, I think we're going to have an advantage in terms of athleticism on the line, on the front uh, front end. I think you're going to see a wrinkle to start off this football game in terms of what we do on some defensive fronts. I think there's going to be a little bit of mix-up from that angle. But what uh, we got to get pressure on that quarterback. we got to make him make bad decisions. And then secondly, we've got to make sure that we're in the right spots. Uh, we saw Harper last week come out. Uh, with a with a full game plan against Mason secondary and <clears throat> really marched down the field. Uh, we played a zone two defense uh, like we typically do with a, you know with kind of a quarterback spy in there, if you will, just a little bit of a wrinkle, but a base zone two. And uh, we saw Mason kind of get threaded up a little bit uh, on those first two drives. I mean, Harper drove down deep into Mason territory, and then the defense really kind of buckled down and, and let that fizzle out. But I don't think you're going to – the further we go in the playoffs, obviously we're not going to be able to have that kind of cushion. And I think with a team like Hearn, uh, who can throw the football and can catch it and run after the catch, I think we've got to stop one of those processes. I think as far as the run game's concerned, we're going to be okay. I think we're going to see uh, a defense that has a little bit more of a matchup in terms of the speed of what maybe Wall had, uh, if you want to compare it to a team we've played this season. Uh, where we're going to be fast, they're going to be fast sideline to sideline, and so I th- really think that this defense is going to be one of those that you can just kind of run right at them. There's going to be some holes and opportunities up the up the field, but we also know what that means. That's going to slow the game down from a progressional standpoint. We're going to have to. It's going to be more time time absorbing, and you're going to have to be more methodical in your terms of your drives and take your shots where you can. I think if we go back to a more old school type football. Uh, or Mason type football, then we do that balance that you're talking about. You know what I mean? I think the balance is there. Don't get me wrong. I think you're correct in what you said, but I think that tonight, if 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 Coach Owen and McLeod, in terms of their scheme, could could you know paint the perfect picture right now, it would be control the clock, control the time of possession, and uh, just methodically drive that thing down the field and not worry about those big explosive plays. Because the less you can keep this very explosive offense off the field, the better off you are. Yes, and I think talk about scheme, game plan, uh, pattern. You know, Mason's not we're not afraid to give up yards in the first half. Maybe not points, not score as much as we'd like. You know, we're not scoring twenty eight, you know, thirty four points in the first half as we're accustomed to. But sure, second half, boy, I mean that's. Your defense clamps down. Your offense all of a sudden, you know, just starts pounding the football. Um, and I say, when I say balance, we're I always compare the stats, you know, year over year, and we're still at a thirty percent pass to seventy percent run team. Sure. And now we've had to probably throw throw a little more, had less completions, all that, but we're still, you know, trying to keep that defense uh, off their off out of the box on their heels. Um, but I I think that's worked well for the punchers. And if we can come out here and do that tonight, just keep keep them for making the big plays and forcing turnovers. We are at 30 turnovers on the season, 10 games. Sure. Three, three games, as we've been you know, discussing since the, the wall week. Well, and I think something else to add to, to all this is that 
you know, in worst case scenario, top top mindset. If you get in a behind situation, I don't think that we can. We our advantage, I think, is going to be up front. And if you give them the the ability to take that advantage away by making you a desperation passing team, then it's going to be hard to chase those points coming into the game. Yeah, we don't want to. We're not like you said. We're not. A we're chase. not built to chase. No. And so uh, you you got to you got to take this size advantage that we have on uh, or the athletic ability that we have on the offensive defensive line, which I think is going to be an advantage. Just just my just my visual appraisal of what went on down there. They may surprise me, but uh, I have a have a hard time thinking that uh, that their team build relies on their offensive and defensive line. I think we're going to see a definite advantage in terms of discipline. Uh, in terms, Mason's going to be a way more disciplined team in this bout. Uh, I think if you can get Hearn on their heels and get them to where they're fly, they're flying around from a desperation standpoint, and you can hit them a time or two, I think that you can kind of get under, kind of rattle them in terms of their disciplinary aspect and and force them to do some things that are maybe um, not out of character. That's the wrong terminology, but out of their scheme and, and get them off their game plan quicker. So it'll be an interesting battle. I think there, there's no doubt you cannot underestimate Hearn in terms of their athletic ability on the outside. But at the same time, we've got to make sure that we hold our ground and do what we need to to get that pressure on that quarterback from a defensive standpoint and then from a switch, tide, turn the tide and allow us to be on defense. We've got to stay home, cover those receivers, and make sure that we tackle in open space. I think they're going to try to isolate you and get you one-on-one, and I think we're going to have to make sure that we tackle in open space, and we do that very well as a team relative to teams past. Well, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're, I mean, they're fine bottom of the season, but you were talking about the quarterback earlier. To me, he reminds me the most of the the one from Stockdale as far as numbers go. I mean, he's their leading offensive player. Both, you know, he's got the thirteen hundred pass yep. yards, sixteen. He's got the most pass TDs of any quarterback we've faced. That tells me their their receivers on the outside sure. can can burn to get down the field and or move in space and score. But uh, yeah, he comes in here. Uh, Play to watch number seven, Keyshawn Langham. 86 completions uh, for 1,273 yards, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's also their leading rusher, uh, averaging 6.7 yards a carry, eight touchdowns. Uh, and then their, their wide receivers, they, you know, doesn't look like they, they spread the ball out, obviously, but, uh, you know, they, they hammer you on that passing game. From what I can tell, they give up uh, more points than they score. Uh, they're averaging 22. Uh, points a game coming in, allowing 25. Uh, Mason's averaging 36 on the season. Last year they finished at 39. Uh, very similar uh, statistics. Last year, obviously, we got a lot of the same players back, but um, last year uh, we've already surpassed the, the amount of passing yards as an offense. Uh, very similar uh, TD rate, more interceptions we discussed. Um, and on the rushing game, very similar. Uh, we're, right around, we're at 2,500 yards rushing on the season. 37 touchdowns. Last year was 27.50 for 41. And uh, last year we went more run heavy. This season we've kept it very balanced at 30% uh, past the 70% run. And uh, that's kind of the teletape. Defense giving up nine points a game. That's up a couple of points, you know, since uh, you know, we gave up a few to John City Stockdale. You know, those are some, some more challenging right. district games. But 
Uh, last year we were giving up nearly two scores a game. Uh, it's only two shutouts, but we've forced more turnovers this season. I can remember. You know, I mean, I was yeah, I mean, track of it, but I mean, I would say twice as many. Uh, as oh, there's no doubt. Previous. We might have not. I mean, there's games last year where we went and didn't create a turnover one, and we haven't gone a game without creating a turnover this year. So, I mean, there's multiple, actually. I mean, we're we're probably averaging still about three a game, I would imagine. And uh, I don't know where we're at on the plus-minus uh, of that turnover uh, ratio. But, uh, you know, Coach McLeod's got to be extremely happy from a defensive perspective. I will say this. I thought last week we played to the level of our opponent in the first half, and we allowed them to do some things and expose some things on us that uh, we had not seen in your in weeks past. We can't come out flat anymore. Uh, oh, no, you're, you're, playoffs. you're past that opportunity, and you can't come out flat. And I think that's something you're going to hear Coach McLeod uh, speak to as uh, as you as you listen to this coach's interview. But you know, something that that's uh, that's fun about this atmosphere is that Mason travels well, uh, and we got a great crowd over there on the other side. Uh, you know, it's a very nice evening. We're about 17 minutes out from uh, kickoff here, uh, and I think uh, I think we're ready to kick this over to the coaches' show. Yes, uh, pause two minutes for uh, listen to our uh, student sponsors and uh, come back with that coaches' segment to Coach McLeod and Micah. You're listening to Mason Puncher playoff football here on 95.3, Kenny So, you know, Hearn's going to come out. Obviously, they're super talented. They are big. They're going to pass the eye test. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it really for us, it's about jumping on them early. We've got to get, we've got to get them punched in the mouth early um, and let them know we're there for business. Um, and, you know, usually when they have a mountain to climb um, or when they're playing from behind, they don't, they don't tend to have the motivation or the, the toughness maybe to, to overcome those obstacles. Um, and, and so that would be a great opportunity for us to just kind of jump on them early, stay on them, um, and kind of put this game away um, and be real decisive as the plan of attack. Um, and so, you know, their quarterback and uh, one of their receivers um, was on the 4 by 2 relay last year that qualified for state, had a real good time going in and dropped the baton. So they have a lot of team speed um, out there on the field. They utilize that offensively by uh, um, in their spread offense and, and getting receivers out wide and, and allowing the quarterback to run. Mason Building Supply and Rental is the place to go for everything that you need. Visit our 8,000 square feet of space. It's overflowing with great and unexpected things. We have beautiful jewelry, grills, clothing and shoes, fishing gear, and even equipment to freeze-dry food for up to 25 years. Seasonal selections, we have you covered for all of the major holiday decor. And of course, we sell all the goods for building, plumbing, and electrical work. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. 254 Moody in Mason. Checking, saving, CDs, or money market accounts? We can help. Real estate loans? We can do that. Consumer, commercial, or ag loans? We got you covered. Our number one goal is supporting our community and the people that make Mason what it is. The gem of the hill country. At The Commercial Bank, we are in the people business. Come see us and find out that relationship banking really does still exist. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. 
checking, saving, CDs, or money market accounts, we can help. Real estate loans, we can do that. Consumer, commercial, or ag loans, we got you covered. Our number one goal is supporting our community and the people that make Mason what it is, the gem of the Hill Country. At The Commercial Bank, we are in the people business. Come see us and find out that relationship banking really does still exist. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. 95.3 Nine Bar Land and Cattle is a proud supporter of all sports in Mason. We have much to be proud of here in Mason. Winning teams is how we roll. And Nine Bar believes in that philosophy of how we do business, too. Support our teams and consider letting Nine Bar be your winning team when you're buying or selling ranches, land, or homes. It's a great day at Nine Bar. And as Lee Graham said, it's a great day to be a puncher. Morris Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, features red chain feeds, carries all your livestock feed, cattle, sheep, goat, horses, chickens, and deer protein. Cattle cubes, corn, as well as hunting blinds by Atascosa and deer feeders, including Spintech varmint-proof feeders. Also concrete water troughs, rental equipment, hay in round and square bales. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. 95.3 Sometimes you need special equipment to do a job. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, has the rental equipment you need, including a mini excavator, ride-on trencher, boom lights, light towers, equipment trailers, dump trailers, skid steer, and attachments. And Moore's is your local bush hog dealer. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. It's a great time to make those changes in your home that make a big impression. Just go to Mason Building Supply and Rental. They have hundreds of samples and catalogs in their showroom. I picked the perfect Valspar medallion paint colors for the walls. And our wood fence got some attention, too, with a beautiful new stain from Cabot. Mason Building Supply and Rental. 254 Moody Street in Mason. They have everything you need to make your home the talk of the town. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. 95.3 KNEL. Uh, and we're back here. So pregame at John Gibson Stadium here in Lander, Texas, getting ready for some kind of playoff matchup between your Mason Punchers and the Hearn Eagles. Both teams out on the field, uh, on the south side of the end zone, uh, getting last uh, pregame warm-ups. Mason uh, visiting team, all white helmets, jerseys, pants. Uh, Hearn, kind of dark Black and maroon. Look at maroon helmets. Uh, are they no, they're, cool? they're black with maroon logo. 
Maroon logo. Yeah. But, uh, excuse me, we just uh, grabbed a couple of sodas in the break room. <laughs> anyway, uh, unfamiliar opponent, uh, I thought we played Hearn several years ago, but I, I'm probably getting mixed up with Holland a lot. Correct. Uh, and they're out of the same district a lot, Thorndale. Uh, you know, Tony's in that district now. Uh, Weimer. Uh, they're not out of that referee of Shiner district, but, uh, they're five and five on the season. And, uh, according to internet records, uh, Mason Lee this contest one zero going back to 1954. I mean, that was the last time we played the Hearn Eagles. But I, I think there was another recent, wow, at least in the last decade. I could be wrong, but, uh, that's yeah. a long time ago. So yeah, unfamiliar, uh, opponents here. And, uh, we were just talking to the, uh, Leander, uh, police department guys are here doing security up in the press box and, uh, talking about, uh, you know, some of, the, some of their, uh, local teams here and also, uh, they're asking about our, our, uh, JV call ups, you know, all in purple hats, uh, not out there warming up, but they, they, they always get, uh, get to carry, get to, uh, you know, run this playoff wave. Hopefully we can go a few more than, than last season, but we were also talking about, you know, Hearn's a fourth place team, but it was Schoenberg last season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I think Schulenberg was kind of a little different story as they were a 3A drop down last year. And so just ran into a powerhouse district with Shiner in that district and uh, some of those others. But, you know, our, our district went 0-4 in the first round last year. And so certainly uh, some things to clean up from that standpoint. Our district is not is not extremely difficult, but at the same time, you got to put that behind you and uh, and and play football and and not not seating really doesn't matter. I mean, there's no tomorrow if you lose. So uh, you've got to come out with that mentality and uh, get your head right and play your play your game. And you know that's something that 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 I think this puncher team maybe versus other years has not done. I wouldn't say to perfection. Um, you know, they've struggled a little bit of forcing their will and their game on their opponent. You know, yes, we've seen that at times. Junction, there ain't no doubt uh, that uh, that we forced our will upon them. But, you know, the wall game, I thought, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we really didn't force ourselves upon them. Uh, you know, the, the Coleman game, same yeah. deal. And those are the types of grinds that you're going to have as we progress through this football game. Not to look to next week because this one hadn't even started yet, but Shiner's in the forefront, you know, and, and you grind. know what they're going to do. They're going to force their will upon you because they've seen it, done it, and been there. This Mason team has to act like that tonight against Hearn, who hasn't seen it, done it, and been there like Mason has. I mean, these kids have seen have seen that state championship and those types of things. Uh, you know, the last two or three years, we had some kids on that state championship team and that that were seniors last year, the year before, those types of things. Now you've got a whole different deal of kids that are hungry. And so, uh, you know, maybe more so than what those were. And so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see the great leadership on the top end of classmen on this, on this team. I really like some of these kids. I've gotten to know them. I uh, really enjoy being around them. I think they're just good people. And, uh, as they approach into the helmet here to, to run out on the field, you know, uh, certainly a great atmosphere. Mason traveled well. I would say Hearn subpar traveled. I mean, there's like twenty. Yeah. There's like twenty people. Yeah, we don't really even see their fan base because it's so 
far below us. And so uh, uh, I think there's like 20 people here and, uh, you know, just just not many folks uh, traveling for Hearn. So I don't know if that's lack of confidence on their standpoint or what. But uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, Mason fixing to run out on the field. We're six and a half minutes away. I believe this one will probably start early. You're looking at my clock. Well, maybe not. Uh, be real, real close. And so uh, certainly a great opportunity here. We want to thank our sponsors, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, The Commercial Bank, Lane Bird Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Moore Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. Because if it wasn't for you guys, uh, we couldn't bring this game to you uh, on the greater Hill Country area. We thank Lynn and the, and the girls. Uh, I'm not even going to try all their names. Uh, Bridget and all her daughters um, at uh, at the station. Uh, we certainly thank y'all for for giving us the opportunity to to bring this to you. Teams are running out on the field. I assume we'll have the coin toss and then we'll go straight into the national anthem. But uh, um, as we as we get set to do so, uh, again, what a great season for the Mason Punchers, and we look forward to the to this game against Hearn. Yeah, I don't care what uh, what grade uh, level you're at, JV or varsity. Make the playoffs, you get to experience that. Uh, it's, it's, it's just something, you know, uh, every player will remember. And uh, we just hope they're, you know, they had a shorter, shorter week of preparation, but at the same time, Thursdays were generally shorter anyway. Uh, we, we got ahead of the weather, uh, great atmosphere, uh, environment here tonight. Captains for your punchers, uh, senior quarterback number four, Ivan Wofford, uh, looks like number 51. Oh, 65, Fredo Valdez, and number 56, there's that 50. They're across from us. <laughs> I think that. And we're going to go ahead and go to the National Anthem. Be back here uh 60 seconds. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proud Live, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was real good. And, uh, the radio version. Captain's uh, about to meet another field uh, again. Punctures a uh, visiting team. Man, it's a beautiful stadium down here. Uh, it's John Gutton Stadium. Leander ISD, pretty much City Park, Texas. Ivan Wofford, Fredo Valdez, Leave Tino Montiano, and Robert Aguero. Captain for tonight's punchers. 
And uh, for the Hearn Eagles, uh, their star player, number seven, Keyshawn Langham, number four, Juan Flores Rizzo, number 20, 20? 24. 24, get it back later. Corey McGrew and number one, Jeremiah Rode, their top receiver uh, for the Hearn Eagles. Captain's shaking hands. Correction, that was 56, Juan Oliveira, uh, not Tino Montiano. Got the glasses on tonight, but they're still a long ways across the field. They are a long <laughs> way across the field. I told somebody earlier, they kind of almost look like a Q-tip out there uh, running around as, uh, as far as we are up here at this stadium. I think no more Hearns people that showed up, we could have parked right down there at about the 50-yard line. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I'm serious, there's, there's not. They're band, they're band out numbers. The crowd, I believe. Oh, yeah, by like 10. And so uh, there's coin toss. Uh, looks like Hearn has won. They're going to receive the football. So Mason will be kicking off from our right to left. So we've got a slight wind here. Uh, and uh, the wind's going to be uh, about a crosswind. The wind's blowing right in our face. This stadium sits uh, north and south. And uh, the wind is going to be right out of the east here. And so uh, it's a it's a unique situation. They're kind of down in a bowl uh, a little bit, so not much wind down there. The flags on the top of the stadium across from us are blowing in our face. The, the American flag that's down on the field level uh, or, or close to the field level on a pole is completely still. So kind of a unique situation. But as Will said, Mason Punchers in all white and uh, uh, the Hearn uh, Eagles are in all black with maroon logos, and uh, uh, they will. Be, Mason will be kicking off from our right to left, and we're going to looking to get this one started here. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably not say many of the Hearn names as uh, I'm not gonna butcher a bunch of those. Oh, as uh, there's I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. There's a lot, a lot of them. So back need to receive for the Eagles. Number one, Jeremiah. I believe it's Gerode or Gerode. He's their leading receiver. Eight touchdowns uh, on the season. 400, 460 yards receiving. Ivan Wofford kicking off, and it's just a squib kick. Picked up at the 26. By number 24, he's tackled immediately as he gets that across the 30, about the 33. Yes, a good one. Yeah, a good open field tackle there. Just cap ropes him and uh, takes his running gear out from under him. So, Mason uh, Punchers looking to go on defense right here. And one of these wrinkles that uh, I talked about uh, here, and I don't think that uh, – oh, we got a repeat button. So, I don't know. I got a text message saying we, we sound like we're on repeat. But I've got uh, one of those wrinkles that we were talking about here. Mason starts off on a 4-3 defense and uh, four down line. Her in three wide, quarterback. Langham takes a snap, rolls his left, throws. Oh, oh, there was a receiver out there on the sideline, catches it, breaks Ooh. the tackle, gets past the first down marker at the 44-yard line to be first down hurt. Kind of stood up uh, stood up Ivan Wofford out there and got the extra yards they needed. And uh, like Will said, that's going to be down the 44-yard line, fresh set of downs for uh, Hearn as we start this off. And they're just <clears throat> putting their – a lone receiver far to the right side. Didn't even go to the huddle. Quarterback's going to be in the gun. And number seven, Keyshawn Langham. Leading uh, scorer, passer, runner. 
They motion a man left to right. From the outside flag comes in. Looks like it might be a legal motion. Yeah, we got a legal motion or false start here on uh, on Hearn. That's going to back them up. Good flag there for the punchers. Yep, false start on Hearn. Uh, I think the left tackle there got a little ahead of himself as the receiver was coming across, and that's going to back them up. It's going to be a first down and 15 for Hearn. Ball's going to be placed on a 39-yard line. So right there on that first play that Hearn had, uh, Mason was just in that zone two defense, and uh, Hearn just found that soft pocket right out there about six, eight yards out and set that receiver down and made that completion. They'll go four wide. They motion receiver left to right. They give it on the jet sweep. Oh, great back. Good containment. Yeah. He's tackled. Uh, Landed past, Jinch. Past the line of scrimmage. They're still facing a, a second and long here. Second, yeah, second 14 from the 40-yard line. Uh, one-yard pickup on the play. Landon Jinch with a great open field tackle out there uh, as he was coming in hot from his outside linebacker position. Receivers and the quarterback are looking at the wristbands. Everybody else is in the huddle. They'll spread out again full wide. kind of stacked over here to the right on the near side. And they motion three across right to left, take two. Oh, oh. The jet sweep double pass down the seam. And number nine went up for it incomplete. Good coverage, even though he a little had a early jump. on the jump there for uh, uh, Mason, as we could have had an interception. Todd just jumped just a little too soon. Still was able to get a hand on it, and uh, he knocks it out of play. Third down and fourteen from the forty from their own forty yard line is what Hearn faces right here on their first possession of the ball game. But a penalty went against Mason there. Oh, they call it pass interference. Yeah. Uh, it's going to give an automatic first down and move the ball near midfield. So we didn't fresh, see the we didn't see the flag there, but uh, so what so, I call it? So pass interference on Mason on that play. I uh, thought it was plenty good, well covered, uh, but uh, moves Hearn across the R fifty to the forty five yard line. Fresh set of downs for the Eagles. And twenty one left in the first quarter, still scoreless. The turn is on their first offensive series. Taking the opening kickoff, a handoff middle. Punchers have him wrapped up and hats on the ball. They say they stripped it out, but I, I believe they blew it. Yeah, down. they're going to blow him down on the on the on the progression there. Uh, Notice something there on that play action. Number six just took off down the field, and so uh, look for that to, for for a play action play to stem off of what just happened there. But uh, no gain on the play as they they blew the whistle dead. Even though Goodwin came up with the football, second down and ten. Uh, from the 46-yard line. And the full wide receiver set again. Motion from right to left. Zone oh, man. Tried to hit the quick slant incomplete. Hit it for number nine. And that was uh, their second leading receiver, Darian Mitchell. Could have been intercepted. I mean, it just bounced off. Yeah, Todd, Todd was crashing hard to make the tackle, and the ball went right over his head as number nine tipped that ball up in the air. Bring up a third, another third down situation here. Third down and 10. Ball again is on the 46-yard line of the punchers. As uh, this is uh, Hearn's first possession of the ball game, they have gotten two first downs. They empty the backfield. They go five wide receivers. Langham takes a snap. They're going to blow it dead. comes in. Looks like another false start on Hearn. So this is what we got to talking about uh, pregame where uh, Hearn maybe isn't uh, – as disciplined as they should be, but uh, it's going to be another false start, like Will said. That's going to back them up uh, to the four, uh, opposite 49-yard line 
where it'll be first and or I mean, where it'll be third and about sixteen. Uh, nine nine and a half minutes remaining in the first. Ernst on their opening drive as they receive the the uh, kickoff to begin the game. It's third down and fifteen. They stack the receivers, although four wide. Now they send the tailback out to the right. Uh, trips on the right, empty backfield for Lang- Langham. Makes a snap. Looks like you want to nice stone on the run across oh, the middle. Caught number three near the first down marker. It's puncher 35. He may have it. Yeah, he's going to have the first down and then about two yards as uh, that was just some backyard football. The quarterback rolls around to the near side. He comes up hobbling on the play, though, as he was hit hard um, by a couple of Mason punchers. But uh, backyard football, the quarterback was just coming – to the near side, he had a streaking receiver across the, going the other direction and uh, was able to just sit down in behind that linebacking core of the punchers, and they picked up the 13 yards. Fresh set of downs from the 34-yard line is where Hearn has the football. Stretch right, lone receiver left. They motion the lone receiver across. They give it to him on the jet sweep to the right side, has a hole, gets the corner, down the sideline, and out of bounds, untackled. Another Hearn. First down to the puncher, 27, or 24. So, like we anticipated, kind of has some have that uh, sideline-to-sideline speed, and uh, Hearn shows it right there on the jet sweep uh, and takes it down to the 23-yard line where it is first and 10, Hearn. So, Hearn started this drive back at their own 30, and they are now on the puncher 24 with a fresh set of downs. Spread look, two receivers. To the left and right. Now they motion the tailback out left. They fake to him. Come back on the jailbreak screen to number nine. He's hit immediately by Hunter Goodwin. That's what we hear Coach McLeod talk about. He just kind of squished the ball uh, into number nine. I'm not sure number nine really caught it. As uh, he hit, he hit number nine right as the ball got there. And they're going to lose two yards on the play. Back to the 25 yard line is where the nose of the football will be set. And it'll bring up a second down and 12. 8.26 on the clock. Hearn still on their opening drive. That started back at their own 30. How would you like to be the opposing coach saying, which side of the field do we throw it to, the good one or Jacoby on that mm-hmm. out-to-end receiver screen? Second and 12. Langham, direct snap out of the gun, being pressured. Oh, they got him. Back. It landed James on the jailbreak. Bowie coming uh, in behind him. Yeah, I mean, just a just a, just a a jailbreak rush there as uh, they send the two outside linebackers. And great call there defensively as that puts Hearn in a tough situation all the way back to the uh, uh, 36-yard line. That's going to bring up a third down and 23 for Hearn. So they have overcome two big third-down plays, one on a pass interference call by Mason uh, on Mason to give him a first down, and then they completed a third down and 15. But facing their largest deficit right here, Mason defense needs to come up big on this third and 23. Trips left, low receiver right. Langham, straight drop back, steps up, throws deep, looking to the end zone, nearly caught, bounces off the hands, incomplete. Going for number nine again. No trash on the field. And so uh, three three in coverage, three punchers in coverage there. And uh, this is going to put Hearn in a tough situation. Fourth down and 23. The ball sits on the 36-yard line. Uh, so do you go for it or do you punt it here if you're Hearn? After that pass, I would just... Over down the field again. I mean, that guy's getting up above our coverage. He's just not catching it. Yeah, quarterback's got plenty of arm. 
to make this completion. They're going to go for it here. Big fourth down for the punchers right here as they face it on Hearn's first drive of this game. Fourth and well, 23. Long snap count, trying to draw the punchers off sides. Now, Langham steps back, looks like he's going to do a quick punt here. He does, then he got, then he got blocked. Land the 20. Going to be inside the 20 for the punchers. Going to roll down to about the 17-yard line is where the Mason punchers will take over. The Hearn Eagles uh, certainly drove down the field. They got about 70 yards of positive gain out of that. Uh, but Mason punchers do what they do best, and they lock down there in the last minute. Now let's thank our sponsors real quick, Will, for our for this week uh, this year's broadcast as they bring uh, uh, the greater listening group of the Hill Country and provide this opportunity for us all. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, Moore Farm and Ranch, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, Laneburg Realty, the Commercial Bank, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and Mason Bank. Mason offense on the field for the first time tonight. Seven minutes remaining in the first. Still scoreless. Punchers hold. And they're going to do reverse trap back to... Uh, flag comes in right at the point of attack. Maybe they're trying to go to Frankie Bowley, or is that Todd? That was Todd. Yeah, uh, let's Todd. see what this call is here. be interesting to see what they call on this play right here. If they call it chop block, we're going to be in trouble because that was right at the initial gauge. Well, it was only a yard pickup anyway. As they did in this direction, they did call the chop block on the offense. So uh, that's going to move the, pan- <laughs> the pan- Panthers, the punchers, uh, back inside their 10-yard line with that flag as uh, Mason well, Mason's going to be on their 10-yard line. So it's going to bring up second down and 20. Lots of field in front of them. In first offensive series, just under seven minutes left in the first quarter. Still 0-0. Mason holds Hearn out of the red zone. They go back to Todd. And off right side, bounces it out. Foot race. To the second level. And gets the first out of bounds near the 30-yard line. Should move the chains. First down punchers. Yeah, good pickup right there by Todd. About a 22-yard run on the play. And just that counter trap play. And the blocking's been phenomenal on that. You can tell that's something they've worked on since day one. And, uh, I mean, we ran it three times last week and scored three times. And so... Uh, definitely Coach Owen's go-to play uh, when he's in a jam. So back to a fresh set of downs for the punchers. The ball's sitting on the 29-yard line. High formation this time behind Walford, who's under center. Two tight ends with an H-back on the left side. That's a good one. They motion him across, left to right. Movement on the defense. They go back to Todd right side. It's Nowhere to go. Up. Nowhere to go. Oh, I knew it was going to be this guy. Jam- Jamarian, Jamarian Bedford. Benford, Jamarian Benford, uh, number 10 for Hearn. I mean, inside linebacker, just all over the place. Kind of reminds you of uh, kind of a bully in terms of just jumping in there and sticking his nose where it needs to be. He stops Todd Cold right at the original line of scrimmage, brings up second down at 10. Pretty much running a 5-2 right now. Three guys in the secondary. No weights listed on the roster. They do a soft sweep to Solario left side. Gets the corner out of bounds at the, well, not the 50, the 40, 47. Man, I thought they cut him just a little bit short on that run. I thought he had the 50 pretty easy, but uh, three yards back from there, the 47 is where the ball will be placed. Fresh set of downs for the punchers as they run it to the near side. Just a big, on a toss sweep, just a really big hole. Good seal right there uh, by Hunter Goodwin and Clancy Osborne as they take big on his number 66 on and uh, didn't give him any room to run. 
They do have a very athletic front line. They're, they're one of their leading receivers, number nine, is playing nose guard. Just kind of tell you what it looks like out there. High formation again. They go to Todd, right side, has a hole across the 50. Into her territory. Oh, flag comes late, late flag. the back judge. Late flag away from the play. That's going to be called on White Road. He's going to get it for holding. And, he's, and his guy wasn't even in the play. But, uh. Well, going back to that uh, Sutton Solario run there where he, you know, pick up another first down, did you get a chance to ask Coach about his, uh, he was uh, reading his AWS next gen stats on uh, Solario going. Oh, three called, two touchdowns? They called another chop block on the punchers. Uh, no, I did not. So, uh, they, uh, they called a chop block again out there on the punchers, and that's going to move them back to, that's going to make it a first and 25. And the punchers, uh, doing a little two step here, getting down the field into her territory, but on the penalty, way back, first and 25 from their own 32. So moving from our right to left, 545 remaining in the first, still scoreless. Punchers on their off, first offensive series. They go broken eye. Play action. Walford. There he is. Right. Those back across the field looking for wide row incomplete. Yeah. Man, he had Hunter Goodwin, I mean, wide open on that far side and into his throwing arm. And he chose to come all the way back across the field. And so, uh, I mean, he was wide open to both of his slant routes to the right side. Coach is next to us, not happy on that after that play. Second down and 25. Ball on the 32-yard line. Broken eye, each back, two tight ends. Toss sweep. Run Todd, makes a cut. Another flag. Bounces out. Back without a bounce, across the 40 to the 42, way short of the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be null and void. That's going to be a holding call on the punchers. So we do have some replay. Well, not replay. We have live jumbo screen footage here. Yeah, it's going to be another holding call on the punchers. It's going to march them back. Chop block again is the call. So another chop block call here. That's going to be a big one. As, uh, that's going to take us all the way inside our own 20-yard line. And my goodness, that is third down and forever. Second down and forever. Second down and 40. So uh, the line to gain is the opposite 43-yard line. So I don't know that I've ever seen the the uh, line marker that far away from the first down marker. I've, it's been a long time. I've seen Ryan Todd make up some yards on on a very similar situation uh, against Stockdale. See what they do here. Play action. Oh no! Yeah, they're trying to set that screen. Whopper's wrapped up and sacked before he could even turn to throw down to yeah. the one or two yard line. Corey McGrew just came off the end untouched. And uh, he sacks them. Luckily, Wofford was able to get his feet out from under him. And I know that sounds odd, but he needed to get his feet out from under him in a heartbeat because I thought McGrew was just going to knock him right back in there in the end zone for a safety. So just when you thought he could get a lot further, third down and 53 is what the punchers face from their own four-yard line. They just line up wing T, base formation. Hearn defense showing they're very quick and fast to the football as they – Go fullback sweep. Sutton, left side, gets across the 10, gives him room to punch here, face fourth down and 40-something. Yeah, fourth down and about 46 uh, is what the punchers face there. I mean, that was a nice run by Solario, there's no doubt, uh, to get us a little breathing room out of that end zone. But, 
my goodness, you're about to kick. You're going to have to kick it to him, and uh, and you're going to give Hearn excellent field position as uh, they're going to receive this at about our 45 yard line. Number one, Jeremiah Grove, leading receiver, eight touchdowns on the season, standing back at midfield. Uh, gets the punt off low, takes it off the bounce, goes to his right on the near side. Good coverage out there as he gets to the puncher, 45. That's where the Hearn offense will take over, but a lot of that was, you know, punchers just uh, shooting themselves in the foot. But Hearn defense, as far as stretching out, you know, even Ron Todd and some of those run plays, uh, they're not laying down at all. No, for sure. Uh, Hearn, Hearn gain, gaining a lot of confidence there on their first defensive uh, challenge there against the punchers for sure. They came out on offense with a game plan and drove it down the field. Luckily, the punchers were able to hold them on their initial drive. 3.56 left to go here in the first quarter. Both teams have had a possession. Neither team has done much. Uh, Hearn back on offense, but this time on the puncher 45. There was a quick screen route to number three on the right side. He's got it up the field. Across the 40, and the puncher 37, and we got second and short. And so they've been they've been throwing mostly to the right side. Their, their leading receiver is way out far on the left with uh, Bishop in coverage. Just what little bit of film I was able to see on this team. I mean, it was it was one of those deals where they were trying to get people in space, and they're very quick after the catch. And so uh, I think you've got to be in their face as soon as they touch that football and very hard to do with this kind of athleticism. Senior quarterback doing a good job just getting out of his hands. This time he does it again. Swing pass to the tailback, 24. Rolls it back up inside and, and met by that puncher interior. No gain. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be Caden Kimbrell. I mean, just uh, Caden Kimbrell was in the game, and he just suplexed him as he got him back in his arms. That's going to be up a third down and five as he loses two yards on the play. All sits exactly on the Mason Puncher 40-yard line. From Hearn, uh, whole team, offense looking to the sideline for the play. They check the wristbands. Ten, ticking, yeah, yeah, 10 seconds on the play clock. So uh, Mason Punchers may have an opportunity here, or Hearn's going to have to call a timeout. Three, three two, and yeah, call a timeout. Hearn takes their first timeout of this half with 3.06 on the clock. You're scoreless here uh, in the Mason-Hearn game. Uh, as you listen to it on KNEL Radio 95.3. We'll be right back here in 30 seconds. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. 95.3 Yeah, there's no doubt about that. As we're back here in Leander, ISD's field, and uh, Hearn is facing a third down and five from the Mason Puncher 40 as we're scoreless with 3.06 left to go here in the first quarter. And uh, Will and I were just talking about had to be some type of record as uh, the 40 yard opposite 40 yard line is the line to gain, and you almost get sacked for safety. And so uh, it, it's a long way for third and 53 earlier. Quarterback number seven, Keyshawn Langham, talking, looking to the sideline. Tailback number 24, Jacory McGrew, next to him, trips left. Play action, 
Langham fakes it. Now he takes off to the right side. Good tackle out there in open space. Landon Jinch playing with some authority as uh, he's lowered the boom every time he's had the opportunity. And uh, right there, stops him just short of the line to gain. And it's going to bring up four down and three. And I would say probably they're going for it as they they were very confident on defense. And so uh, they have the football on the Mason 37-yard line. We saw that quarterback last series just take a few steps back and uh, kind of quick drop kicked it. Makes a snap. Nobody's moving on the line of scrimmage. Punchers are, though. Oh, they got him. Way back in his own 43-yard line. Big loss on that fourth down. Punchers take over. Mason Punchers sent the house on that one. And Hunter Goodwin, Landon Jinch, Hunter, or, uh, and uh, Bowley all meet at the quarterback, and they stack him for a big loss. Turn the table. Mason Puncher offense in business as they're going to have the fresh set of downs on their own on the uh, Hearn 45-yard line with 2.16 left to go here in the first quarter. Just kind of where we ended up last series. Uh, that's, where we're trying to, that's where we were <laughs> trying to get to. Mason so. Puncher offense breaks the huddle from the sideline. Brody Cummings is going to sit wide. Or left of the near side. And you'll have a wing tee backfield behind Walford. And they motion Bowley across right to left. Play action. Walford rolls right. Going the flag route short. Looks like and he caught it. Great catch. And yeah. yeah, that was a hold for and sure. A flag. So Todd out there on the wheel route out of the backfield, I'm pretty sure. And uh, he was held and he still made the catch. Out there all the way to the 19-yard line. So, uh, good pitch and catch there from Wofford to Todd. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was available. Uh, I thought the defender had that one covered up. Todd comes back to the football and gets a pass interference call too. We're going to decline that. We'll take a fresh set of downs on the 19-yard line for the punchers. First and 10 from the Hearn 19. Two minutes remaining in the first quarter. Still scoreless, but punchers in the red zone for the first time tonight, they send Comey back wide left. Wing T backfield. Walford tosses to King. Fullback. Sweet. Left side. King's got, got it. Room. Boom. Over the shoulder into the end zone. Touchdown, punchers. Good finish on that run right there to take uh, to take nothing uh, as you get to the goal line. And he lowered the boom and, and uh, was able to plow his way through into the end zone for a puncher touchdown. Just good run. Uh, good, great blocking at the second level uh, as they were able to seal that linebacking core and spring uh, King. Yeah, Ryan there, how would you like that? Spring King out there to uh, uh, run to the near side, and uh, once he got there, it was one man to beat, and he just lowered the shoulder and uh, pushed it on through. So with a minute 46 left to go here in the first quarter, Kobe's kick is good. Oh, no good. They called it wide right. Wow. So no good. On the extra point, with a minute 46 left to go here in the first quarter, your punchers lead to Hearn, Eagles, 6 to nothing. We'll be right back here in 30 seconds. You're listening to Puncher Football on 95.3 KNEM. 
Mason Building Supply and Rental is the place to go for everything that you need. Visit our 8,000 square feet of space. It's overflowing with great and unexpected things. We have beautiful jewelry, grills, clothing and shoes, fishing gear, and even equipment to freeze-dry food for up to 25 years. Seasonal selections, we have you covered for all of the major holiday decor. And of course, we sell all the goods for building, plumbing, and electrical work. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. 254 Moody in Mason. 95.3 KNEL. We're back here live. John Gutton Stadium, Manor, Texas, as your Mason Punchers take the lead 6-0 on the, uh, oh, was that about an 18-yard run by Matthew King, third or fourth on the season. The extra point was no good. Looks good from our vantage point, but than the way it is all season. Yeah, no thumbs up. They actually waved their arms in the air and said it was no good. So uh, no discrepancies there. Wofford back in to kick this one uh, as uh, I suppose this will be a squib kick. Yep, spreads it to the left. Picked up at the Hearn 35. Number 13 just falls on it. Eagles take over again on Audits for the third time. They've uh, shown the ability to definitely move the, throw the ball down the field. Not a lot in the run game. As Mike said earlier, just trying to get out in space. Bunch of playing good containment defense. As, uh, they got a lot of speed on that side of the ball. Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, they are plenty quick if they want to be. Uh, the game plan here, to me, just doesn't look like they're real uh, confident in going towards the middle of the field, and I don't quite understand that as they've had some opportunities. They really, I thought they would do more of what they did on the very first play and sit down in that zone two that we're kind of playing. Now we've kind of manned up a little bit. Two receivers wide left. Bunch of receivers. Oh, right. we got him. That a boy. Jacoby with the sack back at the 20. <laughs> and that is going to be his 10th sack on the season, the team leader. All right, quarterback uh, feeling it back there, number seven uh, for Keyshawn Langham. Uh, certainly did not get out of the way that time. It took a little extra when Hunter Goodwin came crashing in. And so. Uh, Mason Puncher's defense coming up big right there. 10-yard loss on the play or 9 yards. Second down and 19. The ball sits on the 26-yard line. As Kobe leads the defense in tackles for a loss and sacks. Hunter Goodwin leads total tackles. He's over 100 now, 104 on the night or season. This time Langham gets flushed right, throws to the sideline, short incomplete. Looks for number 9 again. He just got on top of that ball and drove it into the ground with his throw. And uh, was a, skipped it in about five yards in front of his receiver. Brings up third down and 19 with 55 ticks left to go here in the first quarter. Must be some good coverage over on the other side. They have not tried to get the ball into their leading receiver's hands. Number one, Jeremiah Garode. As you got Isaiah Bishop uh, manned up. Probably got Wofford shading over there a little bit. But uh, I expect they're going to try to hit him at some point as uh, Bishop's got him press coverage. Oh, boy. And now number nine on the other side takes off early. Ball start, her. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where number nine was going, but it was way downfield. He was 10 yards down the field before the ref could get his flag out of his pocket, and that's going to back Hearn up inside their own 15-yard uh, line to about their about the 12, I believe. Number nine's kind of raised his hands like, what happened? Well, they didn't snap the ball. Yeah, uh, they sure did not. 
you know, sometimes, sometimes you have that false start on everybody but the center. Uh, but uh, that was on nobody but number nine. So Hearn's got it uh, with a facing a third and 24 with 46 seconds left. Four receiver set. It's time to go speed option. Left side, Langham. That's a runner early, but good job. I puncher's just playing assignment defense. He gets out to the 25. Still well short. Original line of scrimmage. And that's going to force another punt. Punchers have a good chance, Ryan Todd, to receive this punt. And maybe, uh, you know, he, he's had a couple of returns for touchdowns on the season, but just to get back in that great field position. I have a feeling here we're not going to see this punt before the end of the first quarter, 13 seconds and county uh, on the clock. Basically, it's 6-0. Five seconds on the clock. Looks like Hearn's going to get the oh, ball off. Oh, Ryan nearly blocked by Goodwin. Might have gotten a finger on it. Lands at the 50, bounces. Todd's just going to let it roll down to the 140-yard line, the 38. So, so decent field position. Yeah, I don't – never understood why you'd ever want to roll to Hunter Goodwin's side. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, he almost got a finger on it there. As uh, we look to start this second quarter, Mason Punchers lead this one six to nothing. Let's pause ten seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. This is ninety-five point three FM KNELFM Brady. And. uh... Listen live over there, 95.3 FM. Stream it live online at KNLRadio.com. Uh, download the KNL uh, FM radio app. Use the TuneIn uh, app as well, or just tell your Alexa or Google smart speaker to play KNL FM radio. The Mason Punchers will start this second quarter uh, on their own 39-yard line, and uh, that is where they will have this opportunity to go down and add to this lead. And they scored on about about seven plays on their last drive after uh, King took it in from 19 yards out. And it uh, looks like Wofford's going to have a full backfield as he approaches under center. Full yeah, we'll T backfield straight across, two tight ends. Counter trap play right side, Ryan Todd bounces it out. Trying to get the sideline out across the 50 into her territory. Should be enough for a first down. Yeah, he's going to cross the 50 to the 48-yard line of Hearn is where they'll place this football. Just a really good run. I mean, that blocking scheme on that on that goal line formation, uh, you just get to everybody, a, man, a person on person, uh, just so quickly. And Hearn not able to fight through those blocks soon enough with Todd's speed around the outside. Todd and Heavy on the right side. Full T backfield. Oh, like no. Trying to run speed option. The ball comes Wording out of Wofford's hand. Looks to me like Wofford's foot got stepped on, and uh, he tried to make the pitch as he went down, and uh, it was not good as he's going to roll it back. So, again, Punchers uh, kind of carving their carving their own uh, uh, negative plays here as uh, they've been the ones that have, that have done the most damage to themselves. Second down and 18. Multi backfield, Walford again under center, checks behind him. All tackle play right side, good lead block, tied out in space. Back to where he ran out of bounds a few plays ago. Uh, near the past the original line of scrimmage to the Hearn 44 yard line. 
Yeah, 44-yard line, just a really good run. Back to the same formation, exact same play, exact same scheme, and uh, picked up another 10, 10 yards on the play. And it gets back down to third down and manageable, third down and six situation, 11-11 on the clock here in the second quarter. Your punchers lead this one six to nothing. Ball on the 44. Six, 11-11 remaining in the first half. Punchers moving far left to right. They still lead 106 to nothing. They toss it to Solario. Left side, Tom scored twice on this play last week. Flags come in behind him. He had the first. That's going to be a chop block on the defense. As number 24 just came flying in and just cut the legs of Todd as uh, he was he was trying to yep. give that lead block. So chop block on the defense, and that's going to be an automatic first down plus some and uh, take Mason inside the 35-yard line. Certainly want to thank our sponsors, as always, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, The Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Moore Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. Some scores from around the playoffs, as we always like to try to update these a little more. First quarter, uh, Refurio leads 38 to nothing over Benbolt. Um, Chris Stovall is losing to Holly 45 to nothing at halftime. Cisco handling Reagan County 28 to nothing in first quarter. Coleman leads Alvarado 26 to nothing. Uh, Cooper leaves Hopkins 21 to nothing in the first quarter. Three Rivers. Go ahead. We'll see again. And off right side run. Toggins tripped up as he crossed the line of scrimmage. Still gets it down to the Hearn 10. So uh, still nearly five yard pickup on the carry. Yeah, Mason in good field position here as they take it down to their own 10 yard line. And uh, just rumbling, bumbling down through there. The offensive line kind of getting their way now with that defensive front of Hearn. Uh, doesn't look like they're they're the biggest or the most athletic at this point. Got about nine men in the box as Bunchers keep it in the run. The line formation. This time they hand off to Solaria left side. He's wrapped up immediately. Just as I say that, uh, you know, Hearn makes a good push and – Tackles this for a one-yard loss on the play. He's going to move us back to the 11-yard line is where Mason will have third down and five. We definitely have more success uh, running outside the tackles so far here tonight. Every time we try to go up the interior uh, at a front defensive four for Hearn, uh, pretty strong, not giving us a lot of running room on the interior. This time they go to Todd right side. Flag comes in behind him, got all the way down near the five. That's going to be a holding on the punchers, as uh, there was the, either that or it was a face mask, one of the two. I couldn't, all that was kind of bang, bang there. Let's see what, uh, see what the white hat calls here. Let's see a face mask. I assume this is going to be an illegal block or hold. Nope, yep. it is a face mask. Yeah, good per- eye, good eye. personal foul, face mask on her as uh, it's going to move them inside the five-yard line and give Mason a first-and-goal situation. So uh, Johnson City and Thorndale. Thorndale leads Johnson City 14 to nothing in the second quarter. Uh, Sonora leads Olney, or Sonora is losing to Olney 7 to nothing. Shiner, Shiner beating Santa Maria 28 to nothing second quarter. First-and-goal from the three. They go to Todd. He did. Oh, 
man. Kind of got tripped up in the backfield, had forward momentum, but he's going to be stopped just short of the goal line. Yeah, he took a lick right at the goal line, and they're going to mark him at the one. Uh, so good run there, but, yeah, he kind of lost his footing. And then uh, number 10 for Hearn, probably their leading linebacker, I would say, just by the way he's playing tonight, comes in there and puts an abrupt halt on Todd and stops him dead at the one-yard line. But uh, first, second down and goal from the one. Single back set. They overload the left side. Whopper keeps it on the sneak. Touchdown, punchers. Just a yard to go. 8.52, 8.56 left in the second quarter. And Mason takes a 12-0 lead. Yeah, just a no-brainer there. Uh, follow, follow the big boys on in. And he actually uh, fell about five yards deep into the end zone for that touchdown. And uh looks to me like we got the shoe change going. Wofford's fixing to make the hold. We're going to see if we can. So we missed the first extra point attempt. Hasn't been kicking off tonight. Wofford's taking over on the kick team. So he has that brace on his right kicking leg this time. It looks good. good. It is good. So uh Mason takes a 13 to nothing lead here with 8.56 on the clock. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. This is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. Two more scores from around our district. Uh, as uh, Junction having a hard time with Latonia. Uh, 39 to 6, uh, Latonia over Junction. But uh, in a different note, Stockdale is uh, hanging in there with Holland, uh, 14 to 13, as uh, Holland leads Stockdale. So we'll keep you, try to keep you updated on some of those scores from a dish, from around 2A uh, football as we continue this game. But here in Mason or here in Leander ISD, your punchers lead this one 13 to nothing with 8:56 left to go in the first half, and uh, just kind of been a been a battle of will here uh, at the end uh, of this first quarter, first to second quarter, and slowing the game down, dictating the pace, and keeping that offense of Hearn off the field. So White Row in now to kick. So it looks like we're going to try to put this one deep, I would assume. Deep line drive. No, he kicks it high, draws it left, goes over the heads of the return men, footed by McCrew way back at the five. And he's only able to bring it out to about the 14-yard line. So, uh, Buncher's still winning the field position battle. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mason Puncher's really good on that on that uh, kick coverage there as they had him swarm down there about the 15-yard line. Yeah, so, they were expecting the row to be kicking off. Oh, and we're saying about the 20. He put it over their heads. Now, hold on a minute. We had another little situation down here. Oh, so we had a flag on the play. And we're going to, we were offsides on the kicking team. So that's going to move them back. And they're going to have to kick this one once again. So, uh, they play on the field, not on the roster. Uh, one of the punches, number 33, at least Alex Lopez. We saw him in action late in the ballgame last week. Good runner. Yeah, he's very quick. Uh, he's in there on the kick team. And, of course, we got our uh, now, well, purple hat. 
JV team traveling uh, on the sideline. Obviously, if we get up 50-plus points, you can see a few of those guys get some playing time. We haven't seen it in a few years, but uh, already had a, a lot of JV call-ups this season. While I routine it up again, uh, I assume the deeper tournament will be ready. Standing back. Oh, it's a 25. They just got to kick over their heads. That's what Roe does here. She could be over his head. Over head. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It bounces left and the torch is going to get it. Nearly oh, oh, it over there on the left side. A bunch of sidelines. So, a redo with the exact same result. So that, that kick, I mean, that's perfect. It lands deep and then bounces mm-hmm. back towards kick team, but yeah. we're, we're, they're both starting from the 14-yard line. So, Hearns got the football with 8.51 left to go here in this half, down 13 to nothing, and they have it on their own 14-yard line is where they'll start this one. They're moving from our right to left. Four wide receivers, two right, two left. For Langham, senior quarterback, play action, throws left swing, swing pass to the inside receiver. Oh. Nice cut. Mm. Also, a very nice tackle coming back as Casey Jacoby. Yeah. At the 20, keeps him from moving upfield even further. He caught him <laughs> and planted him on the 20 yard line. So, 19 yard line is where this ball will be played. Second down and six for Hearn. Uh, showing their athleticism there as they were able to cut right back up the field and get four yards on the game. But, uh, great hustle from the defensive lineman, Casey Jacoby, to come out and make the tackle. I got. Three fresh down linemen as they go to the ground game left side. That's McGrew. He's got the first near the puncher 28-29 yard line. Yeah, he's going to pick up a fresh set of downs for Hearn as uh, they move it out. Like Will said, to about the 28-yard line. Just a good uh, change of direction there. Really spread out their wide receivers, spread this defense out, and then ran right in between the gaps and picked up that six, seven, eight yards. And uh, got a fresh set of downs with eight minutes left to go here in the second quarter. But your punchers still lead this one 13 to nothing. Spread it out again. Wide receivers either side. Now they motion wide out left to right. They give it back to McGrew. Oh, Landon Gench is playing like a man yeah. out there. Went to Gench's side. And it's going to be a tackle for a loss back at the Hearn 25. So big tackle for a loss there for the punchers. Landon Gench, I mean, just playing with all kinds of excitement out there and uh, really much showing his impact here early as uh, he picks up a big tackle for a loss there at the moves them back to the 25-yard line, second and 13 for Hearn from their own 25. Just over seven minutes remaining in the first half. Your punchers lead Hearn 13-0. to Defense uh, starting to settle in. Facing a second and 13. High snap. Lincoln gets it down. Throws the quick slant incomplete. That's about the third or fourth drop pass. Number yeah, nine. number nine. Is, um, he's, only, he's only about 10% on the catching part of his game. Third down and 13. Your punchers lead at 13 to nothing with seven minutes left to go. Well, hasn't thrown a pass to number one. Bishop's been in coverage. They haven't tried to move those receivers, just like we don't move our corners, depending on the formation. Uh, number six is one that I thought in the 
warm-ups was going to be kind of kind of their go-to threat because he's very, very quick. Five wide, empty back to Langham. In the gun, straight drop back. Goes right into the flat, then out of the hand, then complete. Trying to hit the check down route. So that, that's they how they did those number one. Yeah, but Bishop was all over him. I don't think that, that was going anywhere. Big fourth down, uh, big or big third down there, and, and good job by the Mason Puncher defense to force him into a fourth and 13. 6.54 left to go here in this second quarter as uh, they look to punt it away. Well, while they're sending Walford out, don't return cover. He's way out here on the right side. He's kind of limping. With, you know, old. He rolled his egg last week, got his bell wrong one. Whoa, they nearly got it. Nearly blocked that one. Todd takes it just across the 30. Pukin back to the middle of the field, tackled at the 40. It's makes a bunch of offense to take over. Yeah, Mason Punchers will have this one with 6.54 left to go here in this second quarter, and they're up 13-10. to 10. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, K-N-E-L-F-M, Brady. So curious, again, when I see a starting quarterback, Go out on a punt return team, not returning the ball, but out there blocking on the outside. Somebody wasn't ready. <laughs> Somebody didn't have their <laughs> helmet strapped. Big uh, run there up the middle for the punchers. As uh, looks like that was Todd, I believe. Yeah, Todd. He just takes it yeah. nice and quick back to the line. Yeah, going no huddle here and now. May. Yeah, they're going to slow things down. They're going to take a timeout with 6.27 left to go here in the second quarter. Your punchers lead this one 13 to nothing. We'll be right back here in 60 seconds. It's a great time to make those changes in your home that make a big impression. Just go to Mason Building Supply and Rental. They have hundreds of samples and catalogs in their showroom. I picked the perfect Valspar medallion paint colors for the walls. And our wood fence got some attention, too, with a beautiful new stain from Cabot. Mason Building Supply and Rental, 254 Moody Street in Mason. They have everything you need to make your home the talk of the town. Moore Farm and Ranch Supply is where you need to go for oil field pipe, fencing, also gates. When you need rebar, go to Moore Farm and Ranch Supply. For all your farm and ranch needs, go to Moore Farm and Ranch Supply. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, or call 240-0749. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply. The new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. 95.3 So, uh, after the Hearn calls their second timeout of the first half, punchers come out facing second and four. They do bootleg play action. Walford throws. Flag route incomplete over Comey's head out of bounds. And then there was a flag back to the interior. It's another penalty against the puncher offense. Yeah, holding uh, for sure. And uh, that's going to move them back. And it's going to bring up a third or second down and 14. Ball's going to be placed on the 36-yard line. Penalty's not as killed them. Yeah, they're, they're piling up more so than our offensive production. So Wofford had, a, had an open shot there. Mason's going to take their own timeout also. So we had a timeout a penalty and a timeout. So uh need to kind of get it together here with 6.20 left to go here in the second quarter. We'll stay here and thank our sponsors, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, 
Heart of Texas Ford, B Commercial Bank, Lanebird Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Moore Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. The Bunchers uh, leading her 13-0. Kind of feels similar to last week's uh, first half performance, although we had the ball much earlier in the, in the ball game. But I think your your penalties are starting to get into that. Refurio is fixing to put in their fourth team uh, if they have one. Uh, they lead 52 to nothing, and it's not even the end of the second quarter. Gosh, they're playing Benbow? Yes. Um, so that's kind of what they're Holly, using. Holly's leading Chris Dole 52 to 8 in the third quarter. Um, Cisco's leading Reagan County 35 to nothing. Coleman leading Alvar, uh, Alvar, Alvarado 40 to nothing. Cooper's leading 28 to nothing. But your offense back on the field. They go twins left to the near side. Two backs. As a Wofford will be in the gun, trying to set up the middle. Left train of King. Number 66 gets his big bear paw on it and uh, knocks that one down. And he had the screen set up to King. But big number 66, who's playing D end, uh, came off the edge and was able to swat that one out of the sky. And uh, that brings up a big second down. And that should be third down and 14. 66 looks to be about, oh, 6'3", 260 out there. Johnson City scores, and they close the gap as Thorndale leads them 21-14. to 14. So, yeah, this District 14-2A playing competitive. Well, I guess Mason, but our next two finishers. They ship in an offense. They motion him left to right. Looks like they're trying to get the ball to him. Waffle has to pull it down under pressure. Keeps it himself across the 40. Makes a move and then tackled out of bounds. Going to be back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, so it's going to bring up uh, fourth down and 10 from the 40. So uh, Junction is getting run all over the top of Latonia, beating them 46-6. to Holland scored again. Holland and Stockdale both scored again, but Stockdale this time closing the gap as uh, Holland only leads 22-19 to 19 over Stockdale. Mason Punchers back to punt this one from their own 40-yard line as uh, they are facing a 4th and 10 with 5.34 left to go here in the second quarter. First point of the game, Todd rolls right, rugby style, lands at the 30, takes a great bounce inside the 15, down to the 10 is where the Punchers will down it. Great punt there. Mm-hmm. So Mason Punchers uh, kind of stagnant a little bit on their last two offensive drives as uh, they've allowed penalties and uh, penalties and just negative plays to uh, really get in their way. They had a bobbled snap uh, that killed the last drive, and they have penalties that killed this one. And But uh, 5-18 left to go here in this second quarter, and your Punchers do lead, though, 13 to nothing. But Hearn has the football. Uh, with a fresh set of downs from the 10-yard line, their own 10-yard line, that is, after a really good uh, punt and roll by Ryan Todd. Well, uh, the trips, three receivers far to the right side. Langham of the gun, play action. Going the quick slant left, caught by number one at the 20. And we got taken out there by Wofford, who was nearly there to do, at least Knocked the ball out. Flag comes in late. Uh, I don't know that that was Bowley. Bowley fell backwards, but I think his own player hit him. And we're going to see what they call here. 
receiver caught it, made you know, kind of broke a couple of tackles and uh, had the had the first down marker by a couple of yards. Gonna call a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct on Hearn uh, for knocking Bowley down as he gets up. That's gonna back up and negate what was a really big play there uh, and a fresh set of downs, and uh, it's gonna back them up to I think about their own five yard line. That's where it should be. Yeah, they started at the 10, no, 7. That was close. So 7-yard line is where they'll have a first down. Should be first down in about 14. 5-11 remaining in the first half. Mason Sully turned 13-0. to zero, And they've got the Eagles pinned back. Ball in their own 7. Refs are, uh, they call it, Official timeout. I think they're trying to make sure they spotted this ball correctly. As uh, now they're coming back, moving it forward to the eleven. So they still get the first down. So it's going to be first and ten from the eleven yard line is where uh, Hearn will have this football after the personal foul uh, play. So. Hearn moving from our right to left. Five oh six left to go here in the second quarter. Your punchers lead this one thirteen to nothing. Bingham out of the gun. Hands off right side. Oh. That's tailback McGrew out across the twenty to the twenty two, and it looks like he may have enough for the first. Yeah, he's going to have a, be about a yard uh, further than he needed for the first down, and that's going to bring up another set of downs for Hearn as they scoot the ball right on out to the twenty two yard line. I haven't seen them go to the ground much. The quarterbacks catch it a few times. They've tried some jet sweeps, some receiver screens. They go no huddle. Back to McGrew, right side. And uh, this time, not as big a hole, but gets positive yardage out to the 25. Really good uh, defense right there by the punchers, as they were. That's, a, that's one of the few game tackles that we've seen. And I uh, certainly like to see that many bodies on the ball. But uh, brings up second down and six, ball on the 25 yard line. Still taking down near four minutes left in the first half. Um, uh, Hearn goes back to the huddle. The receivers stay outside. They go four wide, two left, two right. The quarterback, Keyshawn Langham, take the direct snap in the gun, straight drop back, being pressured, flush right. The throw is being hit incomplete. Tom Goodwin and Jacoby were uh, racing to see who could make that sack. Yeah, there was two men, uh, two punchers right there in his face as he tried to let go of that football. They're trying to figure out whether he was outside the tackle or not, uh, if they're going to throw a flag. But uh, there was a receiver in the intended area. They're going to roll this one, and it's going to bring up third down and six from the 25. Eagles with the football, trailing Mason 13-0. They stay in that four-wide spread look. Back Langham. That's his hands. Now he looks to the sideline. Looks like they're going to call their third and final timeout, possibly. The punchers are going to call their time. Hold on. We got a flag on the play. The flag came in opposite side. Delay a game on Hearn, and uh, that's going to move them back to inside their own 20-yard line, or right at it, uh, where it'll bring up third down and 11. So, 
both teams really struggling in the old uh, uh, penalty category in this first half. It's been a really, really tough ball game because there's been a lot of uh, backwards movement. Third down 11 is what Hearn faces with 3.52 on the clock. Lingham takes a snap, has time. Stays in the pocket. Pumps, pulls down, sack, way back at his own five. Yeah, looks like that's Juan Alvera. If he'd have made his initial read, his wide receiver was open. But uh, kudos to the secondary as they allowed their defensive front time to get there and make that sack all the way back to the six-yard line where it'll be fourth and 23, and they're punting deep in their own territory. Punchers with 325 left to go here in this second quarter will have an opportunity to put more points on the board with good field position. That was actually number 50, Tino Montiano, with the sack. At least the first one there. They had three punchers around the corner. Oh, my goodness. I don't know that how he blocked that one. And it lands 45. Takes it about the bounce, <laughs> takes a step back. Now he's got the left edge out of bounds. Heard 35. So about a 15 yard return there. People in his face. Yeah, good job there of uh, making the first man miss because that was awful risky. Picking that up with uh, only two, yeah. only two yards in between you and the defender. However, Mason with 2:58 left to go here in this second quarter, up 13 to nothing, uh, have an opportunity to put more points on the board, and they will receive this football as we come back from halftime. It looks like those punt uh, guys on the outside for Hearn uh, on the offense there were almost. Almost behind Todd when he picked up that ball, and he still took, took a step back and was able to run around, get the edge. Hunters take over first and 10 in her territory. Ball at uh, 35. I think we've only completed one pass in this football game. Twins left. They motion the inside receiver across. Whee. And Offer just has to get rid of the pressure from the backside and complete. I'm not sure what that was. He had an opportunity there to, to beat that guy if he would have just stepped up in the pocket. Uh, however, uh, he just squids out, squeeze, or squeezes out of the pocket to the near side and just wings it out of bounds. Uh, so he shuts the clock down with 2.50 left on it. And uh, Mason Punchers uh, have an opportunity yet again, second down and 10 from their own 35 yard, or from the 135 yard line. Bishop in the game as, as the slot receiver. Yeah, looks like the cast is off the left wrist. Walter takes the snap. Quick slant to Comey, left side, caught. Good catch. The first. Yeah, good catch there by Comey as uh, he was taking it in under heat and takes it down to the 19-yard line where it'll be first and 10 from that point with 2.40 left to go here in this second quarter. So that's the time. The timing was right. Hit Comey in stride. And he also you know, was able to catch it kind of low, low enough and then Probably picked up three or four yards just, just spinning and falling on that quick slant. So, uh, yeah, change out of personnel from the sideline as uh, there's only seven, five ticks left to go here. On the four across there. <laughs> four. I hadn't seen the wing, the full wing tee with four uh, running backs. So, so another flag as uh, coaches are scratching their heads in the booth next to us. But, uh, Certainly uh, a missed opportunity there is you had 12 men in the huddle and that's going to are off the line of scrimmage and you're going to uh, lose five yards. Brings up first down at 15 with 2.09. So you had a dead ball clock and you had an opportunity to get a playoff 
and now you are having a running clock under two minutes as you approach the line facing a first and 15. So I'm going to have three across. Larry and Todd. Motion Todd left to right. Send him on the wheel route. Walter sprints right. Those to the sideline. Caught. Good catch out there by Todd. The 15. That's going to keep the clock rolling, though, as he slid out of bounds. 140 left on the clock. So get back to the line. Get you a play down while you have while you have time. You still have two timeouts. So you got Wofford going to the sideline. Now he's coming back. Go no huddle. You've ticked 20, 30. Now they huddle. Go back to huddle up. 40. Five. Lane formation. 46 seconds off the clock. Toss sweet to Solario. Left side. Has blockers in front of him. He can get it up the field to the pylon out of bounds. Two yard line. It stops the clock. It's the first down. Yeah, at least shut the clock down. Getting out of bounds there. I thought he was going to come back and maybe get stopped just short. Uh, I don't think we have any timeouts left uh, on the on the night or for this half. But Mason's got a fresh set of downs. First and goal from the two. Um, they can huddle up, and uh, they're going to stay in that full T backfield. Walter again calls his own number, quarterback sweep, but he looks like he was stopped at the goal Yeah, line. he did not make it. He's down at the one. You've got under a minute left on the clock. And uh, we'll see what they do in making this call. Thirty, There's 20 seconds difference between the play and the game clock. Game clock is at uh, 45 seconds. It was a Hearn player down, but he got up quickly. So the clock's still ticking. 40 seconds. 39, 38, 37, 36. In this first half, and I just assume they're going to, going to call his own number again. Long snap count. And it was too long. 29 seconds. No, that's going to be a delay of game. Oh, it was a false start. Okay. False start on the offense. So now you've burned all this time off the clock, and <laughs> now you're five yards from where you need to be. I don't think you have to do that long snap count. The second down in goal. For sure. One. For sure not. I mean, you're not fooling anybody at that point. Uh, uh, snap it, go. You know, get a push. Get... So Mason calls their last third and final timeout of this half. And with 29 seconds left to go uh, here in this second quarter, Mason leads it 13 to nothing. We want to thank Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, Moore Farm and Ranch, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, Laneburg Realty, The Commercial Bank, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and Mason Bank for bringing this broadcast of the Mason Puncher Football Playoffs uh, to you and your listening wherever you may be listening from. I know we've got people listening from uh, all the way up northeast Texas to uh, the Panhandle to back home in the Hill Country. And so or as west as El Paso. So Mason facing a second down and six, which is goal. Second down and goal from the six with 29 seconds left on the clock. Takes a snap, and off right side, going to Todd. Hard-fought yardage, but he's just back. He got half of it back. He got half of it back, but before he gets off the ground. So, looks like to me, Hearn takes another, their final timeout as well. So, uh, there's no timeouts left here in this half. And uh, with 21 seconds left to go, 
Mason's facing a third down and goal from the three as they lead this one 13 to nothing. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. And it is uh, Mason Puncher playoff season. He plays a whole bunch of football games are available as a podcast at canyonradio.com. Click on the podcast icon and select the KNEL Sports Podcast where you can listen to or download each week's game. Podcast or snap game should be available early next week, and that's for the entire season. So, Puncher's uh, not in a nail biter here, but uh, only played thirteen to zero. Trying to tack on another one here with twenty-one seconds left in the first half. Come back from the. Oh my goodness, that was a great go, play! I tried to go toss sweep Solario. He's wrapped up immediately in the backfield. You better hurry and get back to the line. There's only ten seconds, twelve, thirteen. The ball hasn't been placed yet. So 13 seconds left on the clock. you got to get there and get snapped. Get to the line. Get to the line. What are we doing? Ten seconds. Wofford's checking the backfield. Make sure everybody's set. But they're going to run the play. They oh go back goodness. to Slario. Left side. Tries to get the edge out of bounds. With two seconds on One the clock. One pick on the clock. That's fourth down. So instead of spiking the ball and living to call another play, you are, you are uh, running the football. And they're going to call this halftime. Whoa. He was out of bounds with at least two seconds. But no uh, replays here in high school. They're going to say that's halftime. Wow. So Mason uh, kind of gives away an opportunity there going into half as they could have come out uh, uh, leading this one, I mean, at least 19 to nothing with getting the ball back. But uh, we're going to pause two minutes as we hear from some of our sponsors. We'll be back here with some scores and stats from this first half of football. You're listening to Puncher Playoff Football on 95.3 KNEL. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. Mason Building Supply and Rental is the place to go for everything that you need. Visit our 8,000 square feet of space. It's overflowing with great and unexpected things. We have beautiful jewelry, grills, clothing and shoes, fishing gear, and even equipment to freeze-dry food for up to 25 years. Seasonal selections, we have you covered for all of the major holiday decor. And, of course, we sell all the goods for building, plumbing, and electrical work. Mason Building Supply is your hometown general store. 254 Moody in Mason. Checking savings, CDs, or money market accounts? We can help. Real estate loans? We can do that. Consumer, commercial, or ag loans? We got you covered. Our number one goal is supporting our community and the people that make Mason what it is. The gem of the hill country. At The Commercial Bank, we are in the people business. Come see us and find out that relationship banking really does still exist. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. Laneburg Realty is a proud sponsor of Mason Puncher and Cowgirl Athletics, Band, Cheer, Academic, and Youth Organizations. We have over 45 years as an established, highly experienced team to help you sell or buy real estate. 
ranches, homes, farms, commercial, weekend, and investment properties. Whether you're in the market or just need an honest opinion, call us at 325-347-5360 or online at lamebergrealty.com. Lamebird Realty. Choice of the Hill Country. 95.3 All right, it's the halftime show here in John Gupton Stadium, Leander ISD on the outskirts of Cedar Park, Texas, where you're racing punchers. Uh, head into the halftime, leading her 13 to 0. Kind of a missed opportunity there late. Uh, with about 15 seconds remaining on the clock. Uh, could have spiked the ball. He liked, well, say that. Uh, try to get it, get a <clears throat> playoff, which took some additional time. And they went to Solario. Instead of coming back to the line to spike it, they, they went right back to him. Out of bounds, about two seconds remaining. But uh, they went ahead and just called, you know, halftime from there. Uh, we're up here right next to the Mason coaches. And even though we were separated by soundproof glass, uh, we could hear the frustration uh, over there on their side. Well, definitely. We shared the same frustration. I don't know if that's Wofford's call right there in terms of spiking it or trying to call a play, but uh, certainly some things to be learned in that situation of uh, spike the ball, get your guy, get your mind together, get your thoughts gathered, and uh, and man, just what a what an opportunity wasted in my mind uh, right there at the goal line. You have an opportunity to to do what we've seen puncher football do for so many years and just uh, double whammy, uh, you know, get one going in to half and get one coming out of half and uh, put the, put four scores between you and just go ahead and chalk this one up. But uh, nonetheless, they let Hearn hang around uh, as they only lead this one 13 to nothing here at halftime. Yeah, not, not a lot of high-raising uh, stats, uh Speak of, I mean, only 13 points on the board. Probably, uh, be interested to see how many penalty uh, yards we've had in the first half. Uh, Wofford, again, he's been consistent. He's 50% uh, completion rate, three for six, 51 yards, uh, no touchdowns through the air. Uh, hit Comey on some nice throws. Ryan Todd's got eight carries, 60 yards, uh, and also leads the team in uh, two receptions for 35. For the Hearn offense, Keyshawn Lane, the quarterback, he's eight of 14, 28 yards. They have no touchdowns. Uh, they tried to get it going to number 24, Jacory McGrew. He's got five carries, 17 yards. Probably has more, uh, has a few uh, tackles for loss uh, on that offensive side. And their leading receiver, number three, TJ Webster, with two catches, 24 yards. Uh, scoring summary. I can find it. Looks like this. With a minute 46 remaining in the first, Matthew King gets a touchdown rep from 19 yards out. And uh, an extra point by Casey Jacoby was no good. They still had 6-0. to zero. Uh, Plenty of, of stops against the turn offense. They they moved it early, uh, but we uh, said are we really the only thing holding us back is our own offense and the penalty yards. 8.56 left in the second quarter. That tells you how much time. Uh, it's been since we scored, you know, last. And we obviously we're trying to get a third, a third one there before the half. But uh, Ivan Wofford sneaks it in from one yard out, and this time the extra point kick by Jacoby was good, and your punchers lead it thirteen to zero 
Uh, let me try to find. Yeah, here's the total uh, <clears throat> total yards by each team. Mason has 152 yards of offense. Hearn only 26. Of course, we've had a lot of sacks on that quarterback and, and tackles for loss. Uh, we ran the ball 20 times for just over 100 yards. They ran it 11 times for negative two. Uh, the defense still, like I said, uh, playing to their potential. Uh, no turnovers by either team. Uh, or, excuse me, we didn't lose. I don't believe we lost a... Mm-hmm. Got, they got one up there, but I don't believe that's correct. Uh, no turnovers. Uh, penalty yards. Mason's got eight for 85. Mm, I think that's, that's correct. And Hart's got seven for 52. But... That's definitely way too high for the first half of the playoff ball game. And kind of seen this before, but hopefully the defense can just keep that zero up there on the scoreboard. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, some scores from around the 2A Division One uh, scenario. Start down here with a couple that are in our district. Stockdale coming back on Holland as uh, they're kind of having a, a, a shootout out there. Uh, 29 to 25, Holland leads Stockdale. And then uh, Flatonia just giving all Junction all they wanted, and then some as they lead Junction fifty-three to thirteen in the second quarter. Um, Frankston leaves Wolf City thirty-three to nothing. Toler leads White Rock forty-two to nothing. Um, Stratford leads Sundown thirty-six to nothing. Shiner over Saint Maria forty-two to nothing at halftime. Um, Farwell over Olton fourteen to two. Um, Olney and Sonora knotted up at 14 at halftime. Your Mason Punchers lead 13 to nothing over Hearn. Uh, Thorndale leads Johnson City only 21 to 17. So Johnson City, uh, putting up a fight there against Thorndale. Hamilton leads Dioga 21 to nothing. Timpson, which is, uh, most people's pick to win this Division 2, uh, uh, Division 1, 2A. Uh, I saw that. Uh, it kind of was shocked by that when I saw it. But uh, Timpson uh, leading uh, Groveton 46 to nothing at halftime. Ganado leading uh, Lavella uh, 48 to nothing second quarter. Three Rivers leading Freer 41 to six in the second quarter. Uh, Cooper Bulldogs are leading Hawkins 34 to nothing at halftime. Coleman is leading Al- Alvarado. 46 to nothing at halftime. Uh, Cisco handling Reagan County at halftime, 42 to nothing. And Holly uh, giving Chris Stowell all they wanted, and then some 52 to eight, and that's a final. Uh, Risel uh, beating uh, I don't even Cayuga, yeah, uh, seven to nothing. Refurio beating Benbolt, 52 to six, second quarter, and then. Uh, uh, Beckville beating uh, Bogota Rivercrest 21 to nothing uh, second quarter. Halftime in the Rosebud Lot Axel game. And that's one of the closer ones. Rosebud Lot 21, Axel 40, 14. Um, halftime, halftime in the Panhandle as New Deal is beating Amarillo Highland Park 48 to 12. So just kind of the sum of those around there. I'm going to try to get over here to. Uh, to some 3A. I wanted to see what Lano was doing this evening. Lano hand, handling uh, Catula 30 to nothing at halftime. So uh, kind of rooting for, for those guys to, to 
going and do some big things too. Um, I know we've got some some shared uh, uh, feelings on that one. So uh, just just some scores from around the Blanco, which is one we uh, scrimmaged. Yeah. Blanco's beating Poteet, uh twenty-one to nothing. And so, hey, a sleeper that moved up in the rank at Stratford now sitting at number five, uh, way up north, near uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. Panhandle, but. Uh, uh, they're back in Division One, Two A, and uh, they've been there before. I, I expect them to run into Holly, uh, you know, maybe yeah. third or fourth round of the playoffs. That'll be could be one of those deciding factors who who advances from from that region. One, uh, Cisco nearly upset Holly last week. They lost thirty six thirty three. That game we were following last week, but uh, so some, definitely some good teams, and you know I think. They're going to have a better shot in those regions one and two this season uh, to try to take down, you know, your Shiners, your Referios, your Masons, uh, maybe a Timson at East Texas. I think that's setting up for a good uh, state final matchup. Uh, we still got a lot of time in this halftime uh, period. Hearns band on the field. I guess Mason. I guess we we got all the marching out of us. We uh, obviously went went to state earlier this week and. Came up short, didn't advance to finals. Uh, I was laughing. You know, they were just kind of standing out there in a circle, playing, playing for the home crowd. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I want to say, I want to say there may be, there might be, there might be forty people here for her. I mean, there is really we can't see it. There is nobody, even there's a head down there. You can't hardly see anybody. Yeah. And so uh, there might be forty people here for her. And there's probably, you know, a good uh, 300 or so over there for Mason, I would say, maybe a little more. Of course, it's a big stadium, nice place here at Leander ISD. And uh, certainly want to congratulate the Mason Mighty Band from Hunterland um, that uh, went on to the state finals uh, on Tuesday and uh, came out of that uh, probably a little shorter than where they wanted to be. But uh, certainly uh, had a really good... Uh, Really good showing there for Mason Band, and a long time since they've been back to state. Yeah, I didn't realize it's been that long. And uh, proud of Bobby Holomachek and that crew, as uh, they that, that takes a lot of preparation. There was a lot of kids, and uh, you know we got to talking about those things, and you know it's just a difference in style. Um, you know Bobby and the, and his crew run a more traditional type marching, true marching band, and uh, some of the styles that are. That are now are a little more theatrical, I guess, if you will, and so just a little different. Obviously, it's a very subjective thing. Anytime you can put yourself out there to be judged, it's very subjective. So, kudos to Bobby Holomachek and and Mason ISD uh, staff that that supported that, and uh, uh, happy for those guys going out there and you know getting to the state finals. That's uh, that's no short of task. And thank you. Know, also, congratulations to cross country girls; they were fifth. Um, at state, and so you know, already a good showing here early in the early in the school year from the Mason uh, extracurricular activities as uh, they are getting. Oh yeah, if you want to win another Lone Star Cup, I mean, we're yeah, absolutely a, a bigger head start than we've had for sure time in the year. Obviously, we hope the football team advances uh, as deep as possible here in the playoffs. And uh, but. Uh, Anyway, we'll take another uh, long commercial break. Well, we still got 10 minutes here in the halftime period. Uh, maybe hear from a uh, uh, Texas State Network news report, and uh, hopefully uh, we have some more election results maybe. Uh, 
two days after after the event. Anyway, we'll be back in two minutes. This is Mason football playoff football here on 95.3 KNL. Boris Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, features red chain feeds, carries all your livestock feed, cattle, sheep, goat, horses, chickens, and deer protein. Cattle cubes, corn, as well as hunting blinds by Atascosa and deer feeders, including Spintech varmint-proof feeders. Also concrete water troughs, rental equipment, hay in round and square bales. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak, or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. It's a holly jolly time, and KNEL is celebrating Christmas with Christmas music all day, every day through December 25th. You heard right, KNEL's Holly Jolly Christmas Channel on KNEL 1490 AM continuous Christmas music. Start the season right and celebrate now through Christmas Day with Holly Jolly Christmas Channel on KNEL 1490 AM. KNEL 1490 AM, Holly Jolly Christmas Channel for your continuous Christmas music listening and enjoyment. With 900 subscribers, the KNELradio.com Daily News is a summary of local news, events, sports, and obituaries from across the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, delivered free to your email inbox each weekday morning. It takes just seconds to sign up. Click the KNEL Daily News tab on the left side of the KNEL homepage. That's KNELradio.com Daily News from the folks that you trust right here at KNEL. And we're back. Still halftime here. John Gibson Stadium, Commander ISD, Peter Park, Texas. Punchers, uh, Punchers, making their way back out on the field for some uh, last <clears throat> pre-half warm-ups. They lead this one 13 to zero, and her uh, marching band still on the field. And we should have a little field noise here for the second half. Uh, we found found the switch uh, behind glass uh, in the press box here, big stadium. Uh, one of the nicer ones we've had first round, as uh, we discussed early in the pregame. But uh, I believe we still got enough time. We'll go ahead and recap those first half stats. And uh, here's what. <clears throat> what the punchers were able to do. Total offense, 152 yards for Mason, 26 for Hearn. Defense definitely doing their job. Down of possession, kind of similar to, to last week. Uh, Harper had, had a huge advantage of time of possession last week. This time uh, Hearn had it for 12, nearly 13 minutes. Mason for only 11. Mason ran the ball 20 times for 101 yards. Hearn ran the ball 11 times for only negative two as we had plenty of plenty of sacks uh, on that quarterback and then uh, a couple of tackles for loss in the backfield on the pass plays. Mason threw the ball, offered his three of six for 51 yards, no touchdowns to the air. Hearn uh, threw it eight times, uh, or completed, completed eight of 14 for 28 yards. 
Mason had 10 first downs, Hearn had six. Uh, penalty yards have been the kind of the story for Mason offense while we're only sitting at 13 at the half. They had eight, eight penalties, 85 yards. Uh, in the first quarter, we went from a uh, first and 10 from the Hearn 40, 42, uh, all the way back. Nearly got sacked for safety, and we're facing a second down in about 53, 55, uh, which we were wondering if that was a record or not. Uh, got about a half of it back, but uh, just one of those. It's like they're in the first half. We're sitting first or uh, second and goal uh, from the one, and uh, just can't punch it into the end zone. Uh, two plays later, time expires. And we are sitting thirteen to zero. Good news is Mason will receive the opening second half kickoff, and uh, we'll take one last ten minute commercial break here from our sponsors this season. Be back with the uh, second half. Mason Puncher, playoff football, 95.3 KNL. You can pick any bank, so pick a bank that's deeply involved in your community. From sports and FFA to 4-H to just about anything with Mason Youth, we're on the team. From CASA to Habitat, from the Mason Volunteer Fire Department to our senior programs, we're invested. From checking to savings to CDs to real estate commercial or consumer loans for your business, we're committed. Stop by today to experience banking at its finest. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. Moore Farm and Ranch Supply is where you need to go for oil field, pipe, fencing, also gates. When you need rebar, go to Moore Farm and Ranch Supply. For all your farm and ranch needs, go to Moore Farm and Ranch Supply. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, or call 240-0749. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply. The new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. Checking savings, CDs, or money market accounts? We can help. Real estate loans? We can do that. Consumer, commercial, or ag loans? We got you covered. Our number one goal is supporting our community and the people that make Mason what it is, the gem of the Hill Country. At The Commercial Bank, we are in the people business. Come see us and find out that relationship banking really does still exist. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. It's a great time to make those changes in your home that make a big impression. Just go to Mason Building Supply and Rental. They have hundreds of samples and catalogs in their showroom. I picked the perfect Valspar medallion paint colors for the walls. And our wood fence got some attention, too, with a beautiful new stain from Cabot. Mason Building Supply and Rental, 254 Moody Street in Mason. They have everything you need to make your home the talk of the town. 9 Bar Land and Cattle is a proud supporter of all sports in Mason. We have much to be proud of here in Mason. Winning teams is how we roll. And 9 Bar believes in that philosophy of how we do business, too. Support our teams and consider letting 9 Bar be your winning team when you're buying or selling ranches, land, or homes. It's a great day at 9 Bar. And as Lee Graham said, it's a great day to be a puncher. Back here, two minutes remaining in the halftime period. 
Launchers uh, coming out of their inflatable helmets through the fog. Take the field, leading Hearn 13 to 0. Hearn uh, didn't bring the crowd or the tunnel or the signs, but they're in this game. Mason uh, coaches hopefully made some good halftime adjustments, which they tend to do. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we absolutely shut down Hearn and uh, possibly put up 35 points this half. Wow. Bold prediction there. 35 points, huh? Yeah. So, are we back or? So, I think you're going to get too much repeat. Oh, Will, I should have never showed him the toggle switch over there as uh, he's trying to get crowd noise in here. I think we get some peat and repeat. So, Hearn coming out here fired up after that stop uh, there at the end of that first half. And certainly, uh, uh, you know, uh, we'll chalk this one up as a missed opportunity if it starts to get close. As uh, Mason had it uh, second and goal from their own three or from from Hearn three-yard line and uh, could not get that ball in there at the end of the second half or first half. But uh, to start this one off, they will receive the football from our left to right as Hearn looks ready to kick this one off. Uh, It looks like to me number four will do the kicking. I've seen them uh, off yet tonight. They're scoreless, obviously. And here we go. Ron Todd takes it all the way Good back. Kick. Mason, one yard line, takes it straight up the middle and tackled as he gets out to the 25. So pretty much a touchback on the return. Yeah, he's going to take uh, what was a really good kick there by uh, Hearn as uh, he booted it all the way back to the three-yard line. And uh, 24-yard line, 27-yard line is where they'll start this one. 13 to nothing is your score if we start this second half of football. I uh, hope you're still with us here on KNEL 95.3 as we're bringing you puncher playoff football with 11.53 left to go here in this third quarter. Your Mason punchers on their opening drive from our left to right. Start the ball at the 27-yard line. Slario and Todd in the backfield. Goodwin, the H-back. They go his side. Give it to Slario. Across the 30. Could pick up a five there. Yeah, it would look like it was going to be nothing originally on the play. Uh, got opened up. Hunter Goodwin blew the linebacker out of the hole and a uh, good five-yard pickup. Third or Second down in five from the 32. No huddle. Go back to the same formation this time. Just a quick dive play to Todd. Left side gets the first. Got across the 40. Hunter's uh, starting to dominate the run game line of scrimmage. They can just do, do this all the way down the field. Yeah, just some quick dives off of both ends of the offensive line there. Moves the chains as the ball is placed on the 41-yard line. Fresh set of downs as the punchers are on their initial drive of this second half. They lead 13 to nothing. Just stay in that same formation. Wing T strong to the right side. Triple option this time, or load option. Wofford just follows the back through the hole. Except maybe three. Yeah, two, maybe three yards on the pickup, like Will said. Um, I'm not sure that was designed that way as he stumbles around through the hole and just falls forward for. Uh, two yards, and uh, brings up second down and seven. Well, this time they'll change it up a little bit. Broken eye. we got Goodwin in there. Wing back, H-back, right side. They toss it to Todd. Spins out of a tackle. Voice getting tackled for a loss. 
It's yeah. about across the 45 to the 46. Thank goodness he can break one because that was almost a dead-in-the-water play. He's going to pick up minimal yards, but it's going to bring him third down and five from the 46-yard line. Just a couple of minutes off the clock here to start the second half. Mason received the opening second-half kick, and they're trying to get across midfield. Third and five, they're on 46. Certainly keeping it in a tight formation here. Nine minutes and counting on the clock. Walker moves Todd over to the left side. They toss it to Solario. Another fullback toss. He gets the edge down the left sideline. Has the first out of bounds all the way down to Hearn 40. No flags. No flags on the play. First down and 10 for the punchers as the ball's going to be on the 46. No, nope. excuse me, 42. Larry was stopped one or two times on that play, but, boy, they, they get a lot of running space for him on that left side. We saw it last week against Harper. All he's got to do is find that, that seam, and he can take it to the house. First and 10 on the 142, broken eye. ISO right side to Todd. He just gets his legs taken out by the safety. Yeah, two to, two uh, of the lead blockers collide on one on one defender, and that left a one-on-one situation. And good job by the Hearn safety as he comes up and cuts the legs of Todd. Only gains three yards on the play down to the 39-yard line where it's second down and seven. 920 left to go here in the first quarter. The punchers are on their initial drive of this second half. He's in the wing T set. Motion Goodwin across left. Looked like Walter Smith got stepped on again, but... Sutton took the handoff and picked up maybe seven. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened on that play as the Wofford went down before he went up. Uh, number 24 got rolled pancakes pretty hard out there. He finally gets up off the <laughs> off the turf. He's not real sure where he's at as uh, he walks over and tries to get in the puncher huddle before going back to his side of the football. Third down and three, 35-yard lines where the ball spotted. Punchers uh, need to get pick up this first down. Looks like a typical Mason puncher drive. Oh, good one was moving a little soon, but no, no, they throw the we flag. We got a flag. Toss sweep left side. Todd's got big running room down the left sideline. Tackled in bounds inside the 15, but it's not going to matter. So that's going to bring up what was a third down and three, and you gain 20 yards. So now it's going to be a third down and eight situation and uh, illegal motion on the punchers. And so that's going to break it third and eight, and that's going to put you inside of your uh, of the Hearn 40-yard line. We've got a injured Hearn player down on the far side, and let's take this opportunity to thank our sponsors real quick uh, while this young man's getting up off the field. Dan Gandy, Touchdown Real Estate, Moore Farm and Ranch, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, Laneburg Realty, The Commercial Bank, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, uh, Willow Creek Cafe, and Mason Bank. So uh, Mason methodically running down the field up until that first flag, and now it's going to bring up a third down and eight. And when they step this one off, as uh, the Hearn young man gets up off the field, looks like he may have rolled his ankle up just a little bit. And uh, let's pause ten seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. This is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. Uh, so, uh, 
injured Hearn player being helped off the field on his feet. Mason gets a chance to talk it over on their sideline. They're facing third down and eight. Uh, they had a big, you know, pickup on that play to Todd left side. We just saw that, you know, they're shifting their, their backs a little more than start the second half. And that time, Goodwin just kind of, both of them got caught moving at the same time. Yeah, legal motion uh, was the flag. Third down and eight, ball on the 40. They stack that left side, but they go back right to Todd, following lead blockers. Oh hands on the football near the first down marker, just short. Yeah, did not quite make it as he got stopped cold by number 10, the linebacker. We've called his number quite a bit for Hearn as uh, he's very athletic and very quick. Going to bring up a third down and short. Back to that three. So we got the five yards back on the play. Ball's on the 34-yard line where it's fourth down and, well, they're calling it two, but it's actually three. Fourth down and three for the punchers. Good field position here, but got to pick up this fourth down conversion with 7.40 left to go in the third quarter. Formation, they toss it right side. He got it. Todd makes a cut, gets the first down to the Hearn 30. I thought there for a minute that Hearn might have had a position, but uh, good blocking and good consistency staying with your man uh, from that outside core. Wyatt Rowe, Hunter Goodwin in the lead on that blocking scheme as uh, Todd's able to push that out to the 30-yard line. We're a fresh set of downs for your racing punchers. 7.20 on the clock here in the third quarter. They still lead this one 13-0. to So down for the punchers. Eating up a lot of clock on this drive. Offered checks left and right. Now timeout Hearn. Timeout Hearn. They had 12 men on the field. So uh, good job of Mason Punchers forcing the issue here and making turn take a, a timeout. Let's pause 30 seconds. We'll be back here with more puncher, uh, playoff puncher football on 95.3 KNEL. Sometimes you need special equipment to do a job. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, has the rental equipment you need, including a mini excavator, ride-on trencher, boom lights, light towers, equipment trailers, dump trailers, skid steer, and attachments. And Moore's is your local bush hog dealer. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply. 1807 North Bridge. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. 95.3 So after uh, Hearn Eagles take their first time out of the second half, first and, first and 10, 707 remaining in the third, they still lead it 13 to 0. And Hearn's got about seven, eight guys on the line of scrimmage as they toss it left. Solario cuts it back up middle, tackled, except two. So that's going to be about a two-yard pickup on the play as they're going to run down to the 28-yard line where it'll bring up second down and eight. Again, uh, Mason Puncher's eating up most of the third quarter here on this initial drive as that started back on their own 25-yard line. They are now down to the Hearn 28 with a second and eight, with 6.38 left to go here in the third. And I'll go back to the eye behind Walford, their center. King and Solario in the back, still trying to set up the screen. Oh, it's Solario. Looked like it was picked up. Nope, ball came out. Man, Man that was really close. Good job there by Todd of knocking that ball out of the defender's hand as he had position. I mean, Wofford just floated that one. I mean, there was no reason to throw that one in that kind of coverage as uh, you had a man dead in the water out there. Luckily, the ball hits the turf, 
and Mason lives to survive another down. Third down and eight for the punchers. The ball on the 28-yard line of Hearn, 6:23 on the clock. 13 to nothing is still your score. Already converted one fourth down. As uh, this time we call oh, trips. Yeah. Turf, turf monster got him, and he's going to lose a yard on the play. Nobody's fault uh, other than uh, just could not get your feet up yeah. underneath you. Loses a yard on the play, brings up fourth down and nine, ball on the 29-yard line. I uh, ran that earlier for a third-down conversion, I believe. They they stack everybody over on the left side, and they pull Jacoby and Goodwin to come lead blockers for, for Todd. He never made it to the line of scrimmage. No, Goodwin and, Goodwin and King go off, and uh, we've got uh, Bowley. Uh, Bowley and Comey that come on. In the gun, fourth and nine, sprints right, pressure in his face. Hits the receiver. Larry had to stays in bounds, tiptoes down the sideline into the end zone. Touchdown, punchers. So good shifty move there, all done by Sutton Solario as uh, he just gives him the old shoulder shake and uh, throws the defender out of bounds at the 20 and turns it upfield and scores a touchdown for the Mason punchers. So, what looked like a drive to be dead in the water on a fourth and nine situation winds up with a six points on the board. And uh, uh, Jacoby is only 50% thus far on his extra points. So barring this extra point, looking to put uh, a crooked number up here uh, for Hearn to have to achieve coming that back. As uh, Mason takes oh, the better part of half of that third quarter, out on that initial drive. Low snap. Whopper gets it down. Jacoby's trying good. to hit the jumbo screen. Extra point's good. 20 to twenty to nothing is your score here in Leander as your Mason Punchers lead 20 to nothing over the Hearn Eagles. Uh, we'll be right back here in 30 seconds. You're listening to Playoff Puncher Football on 95.3 KNEL. Well, Chase, you're a married man now with a baby. Yep, and I'm hard working. Uh, this isn't the right coffee. Okay, this is Angela at Willow Creek Cafe. And Chase at Willow Creek Club. Letting everyone know, Willow Creek Cafe has new hours and still serves the best home cooking. 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sunday and Monday, and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. And the club is still open Monday through Sunday from 5 to midnight. Chase and I are cooking up your favorites. And check the daily lunch specials out on our Facebook page. Hard working. Go ahead. Solario could have easily taken that ball out of bounds right there, but uh, he chose to plant his foot and, like I said, do the shoulder shake and send the the defender out of bounds and then tiptoed down the hash marks uh, for a Mason Mason puncher touchdown. 20 to nothing is your score. 5.33 is your time here in the third quarter as Wofford looks to kick this one away. Wofford kicking again. Squibb kicks it down the middle, filled it at the 15. That's the running back McGrew. Makes it left side. Denton back without a bounds across the 30s, about the 32-yard lines where current Eagles will take over again on offense. But uh, defense looks very settled in. Uh, I expect uh, Hearn's going to get a bit more desperate trying to get that quarterback, you know, either running the ball or, or they, they started the game throwing it, you know, down down the field, had some shots. Yep. 
every time we've sent an extra man from the line of scrimmage, Mason Punchers came out doing something different on defense. They got four down linemen. Now they're back to their original 3-4 defense as uh, the quarterback's not much of a threat to run thus far. But every time we've sent a linebacker, we've tackled him. And so uh, good pressure right there initially. Got a hand on the football. That's up for grabs. Nearly picked oh, he got it. caught it. Oh, yeah, number one came up the ball underthrown. I thought Walker had another interception. And the receiver came down with it. And he was falling to the ground. At three, I think Wofford and Bishop got caught tangled up together. And number one for uh, uh, Jeremiah Goddard uh, comes down with the football. What a throw. That was a duck. I'm not so sure that uh, uh, Hunter Goodwin did not get a hand on that. Yeah, he and Jacoby were right there in his face as he let that one go. First and ten in puncher territory. Now, Langham has time. Gates pressure to his left. Cuts it back up the field. Breaks a tackle by Goodwin. But they wrap him up. He still gets a couple on the scramble. Yeah, good run there by the uh, by the quarterback and really kind of opened things up. Man, he is dangerous when he gets outside that box. And so got a containing there. Has kind of lost containment, and uh, he ran about 20 yards to get three out of the deal. Second down and seven. The ball's on the 42-yard line of the punchers, and your Mason punchers lead this one 20 to nothing with uh, 4.18 left to go here in the third quarter. But Hearn, uh, on two big plays, one specific pass play, got tons of yardage, and uh, down here in puncher territory. Punchers put four men on the line of scrimmage again. The quarterback... A lot of players looking at the sideline for the play. Send in the house. Yeah. Let's call. They get him. Jacoby, this first one there. Flag Uh-oh. comes that's in. A, that's in the handle of face mask. I'm not so sure Jacoby didn't get a rake on the helmet and get a little face mask on the play. We're going to see where that flag down at the 46-yard line. Personal foul, face mask on the uh-huh. punchers. And so that's going to move them forward and give them a first down on the play. So uh, Hearn's going to push deeper into the puncher's territory as this ball should go almost all the way down to the – almost right at the 30. Reminds me of the play last Saturday. Tech was taking on TCU. We had him down 17-13. Had the quarterback sacked. The defensive end just – you know, the quarterback ducked his head towards the, you know, the arm. He grabbed the shoulder pad. They called the yeah. face mask. They go down and score. Well, he did rake over the top nonetheless. 27-yard lines where the ball is placed. Fresh set of downs for Hearn as they're deep in your puncher's territory. Yep. Quarterback takes it, rolls left, going to the end zone. Two men in coverage. One comes up with a catch. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Hearn, right over Bishop and Walford. Bishop's very upset. Yeah, Bishop's saying he he had the coverage. And, I mean, Wofford and Foley come over to try to help, but they wind up running into Bishop and knocking him off the ball, and they've done it twice to him now, both on both of those big receptions by number one. So Hearn gets on the board with 331 left to go here in the third quarter. They answer Mason's opening drive down the field and show that they can score pretty quick as there was only five point five minutes left on the clock. Extra point is good. They've so. got to. 20 to 7. Go ahead. I was just going to say, good soccer style kicker out there, number four, Juan Flores Rizzo. Uh, 20 to 7 is your score here now as Hearn quickly goes down the field on about five plays and scores. Uh, kind of look like Tech. 
a spread offense there, just throw it up and hope for a prayer. But uh, 20 to 7 is your score, 331 on the clock. As uh, we'll be right back here, or let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. So your puncher still lead, turned 20 to 7, Hearn scored on a, what was about a 35 yard pass to the, uh, just the front pylon of the end zone on our side. I was going to mention, you know, Bishop was, there was, he probably felt like, yeah, he was, you know, he had the coverage. He's been on that guy one-on-one most of the night. That's their leading receiver, number one. But uh, the safety, especially Wofford, Bowley is okay. You know, he's going to be coming. You know, he's, he's trying to undercut those throws, but safety's got to be over the top trail. You know, if you're, yeah, you're, if you're competing with your corner and the, and the receivers behind you, well, what, you can't, ball, what you can't do is run into your corner. Yeah. And so your corner has initial position, and you cannot run into him trying to get the football. What a kick. Yeah, line, line drive lands at the five, and Todd wisely lets it go into the end zone. The ball had some heat on it. It did. I mean, that kid can flat kick a football. Uh, as he kicks it for a touchback out to the 25 is where Mason will have their second possession of this second half. And uh, they will still be moving from our left to right with 3.30 left to go on the clock. They burned about seven and a half minutes off of the clock on their initial drive as they go down to score to make it 20 to nothing. But uh, Hearn quickly answers with some desperation pass plays and puts seven points on the board. So back to a two-score game here as Mason will take over on their own 25-yard line, first and ten. Twins left, Bully and Comey. Todd and King behind Wofford. Makes a snap under center. And off the Todd left side, lots of running room into the second level, bounces it out, has a Comey blocking in front of him all the way down across midfield. The 147-yard line. Good job that time of Todd guiding the defenders. And uh, as he as he progressed his stages to outside, he allowed those defenders to lag just a little bit uh, in there behind his blockers. And uh, he guided those defenders to sit down and let those blocks develop as he just continued to push it towards the hash mark. And uh, really big pickup there. 48-yard lines where the ball is placed with a fresh set of downs. They go Twins right, far side, toss sweep to King. Bounces it out. Ooh. And he gets his legs chopped as he crosses the 50. I thought we, I thought Todd had made it, advanced a little further on that last play, but now they're across midfield. Number one uh, who made the touchdown catch for Hearn makes the tackle right there on that play. And uh, after a four-yard pickup, the ball sits on the 48-yard line, the opposite 48-yard line where Hearn has a second and six. 250 Hello. left to go. 250 left to go here in the third quarter. Your punchers lead this one 20 to seven. My row goes out. Our good comes in along with Robert Aguero's. Slot receiver runs the left side. And they toss it to Todd. Ball on the lead blocker runs. Oh, blocker my off. Oh, the ball comes out at the 40. Out of bounds. Ooh. Thank goodness. Gosh. Todd, I don't know if he got hit harder by his blocker or... Simonton Simon took a lick, and Todd delivered it. And then uh, he goes out there and uh, and loses the football. Todd comes out on this one. He's slow to get up, but, yeah, somebody... 
somebody lowered the boom. So uh, 225 left to go here in the third quarter. Your punchers are facing a third and one from the Hearn 43-yard line. 225 and left in the third. Punchers still lead 27. Gonna play this time of the bootleg. That's Walker not good. Keeps it. Not good. He's scrambling. Not good. Goes to his left. Has a oh, wide open. Frankie Bowie down the left sideline. First down. Mason punchers. Frankie Bowley, really good catch there, and he delivers a shot at the end of that one instead of taking one, and uh, he's got it all the way down to about the 34-yard line where the punchers will have a fresh set of downs and achieve another first down marker. Uh, certainly want to thank our sponsors, as always, when we get time here. This is kind of a hot drive. We're not going to slow it down. 2.14 left to go here in this third quarter. 20-7 to is your score. Mason Punchers only with their second touch of the football in this second half, and they are driving. The twins right to the far side, Coming to Guerrero. He tosses it to King. Big hole up the middle. He reverses field. Two men to beat. Tackled high, but he's got the first all the way down to the Hearn 15. Those U- punchers. Good utilization of the of the 12th blocker out there, uh, the, the, the one in stripes as he runs right behind him. And peels off a defender, and uh, really good pitch and catch there by King. And he, like you said, takes it down to the 17-yard line, first and ten for your punchers, with a minute 52 in the third. And eating up a lot of clock again as <clears throat> they get back into the Hearn red zone, looking to make this a, a three-score game again. <clears throat> they split out receivers left and right, Bowie and Comey. They go to they keep it on the ground to Todd, who tripped mm. over his blocker. He had a big hole on the left side. So not a big gain there for the punchers, but one that's certainly effective. Four-yard pickup on the play brings up second down and six, ball on the 14th. Certainly want to thank Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Fort, the Commercial Bank, Langberg Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, More Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy touchdown real estate. One minute left to go here in the third quarter. Two to uh, second and seven from the 14. Offered tosses it. Slario right side breaks two tackles and falls forward to the just shy of the 10. Thorndale was leading Johnson City 35 to 30. That was uh, just kind of early in the fourth quarter. So this district is uh, definitely competing. With our uh, next two finishers, I hadn't checked that Stockdale. Not Tonya, Stockdale, and uh, who's that third-place team out there? 20 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Punchers are facing a third down and six from the 13-yard line. You go to Todd, cuts it up the middle, breaks the tackle, breaks two, racing to the pylon, he's got it. Follow on camera says, yes, touchdown, punchers. And a flag. Gosh. So we'll see what the flag results in. I think that's going to be a face mask right at the end there. But, uh, man, Refurio putting it on bidding ball 66-14. to 14. So Holly's beating Chris Stovall 52-8. to Holland leads Stockdale now 36-25. Coleman over Alvarado 46 to nothing. So, all on the field, fans, it's a touchdown. 
So Mason answers once again uh, with a touchdown of their own. 26-7 to uh, is going to be maybe, uh, maybe we're going for two here. Yeah, we missed one extra point. That's the first score of the ball game. You go for two here, whether you get it or whether you don't, you can put uh, three score separation in this. Ivan will be in the shotgun. Twins right. He rolls that way, throws on the run of the king. He's got it. Two-point conversion is good. So 28-7 is your score. Three-score game here in Leander. And uh, it is uh, impressive, uh, the, the run scheme that we came out in the second half with versus the first half coming out just a little bit flat. Six seconds to go here in the third quarter. 28-7 to is your score. Mason punchers on top. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, K-N-E-L-F-M, Brady. Well, I love that, that play design there for that two-point. That's exactly, if you're going to spread it out, you got two wideouts just taking their men inside. You got King coming out of the backfield. You only got one man to beat. And you just lay it out there for him, catch it on the run. You can do so many different things. When two yards come, to, you know you don't always have to just line up and sneak it. So uh, Shiner uh, leading San, uh, Santa Maria, forty-eight to seven. That's in the fourth quarter. Um, Johnson City, like Will said, is uh, trailing Thorndale thirty to five, thirty to thirty-five. So Mason Punchers will look to put uh, kick this one, kick this one off. Uh, there was a face mask on the touchdown run, uh, which was forced on the kickoff. So Mason will actually be kicking off from the Hearn forty-five yard line. So there's no reason he could probably kick a field goal from here if he wanted to. This is wide row. And he's going to kick it high. He's going to keep it just inside, right at the five. Herman will field it. They take the reverse. 24. Takes it around. The oh, ball came out. ball came out at the 20. And the Mason punchers have it. There is no question. I think I think Herman fell on it. Not, not the guy that fumbled it, but there was one guy in the middle of three of us. And he came <laughs> fell on the football. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know how that. Anyway. I guess he does. So. Uh, that's something that Mason has not done in this football game. It's caused a turnover uh, as uh, Hearn, I guess, did fall on it somehow, some way. And Things coming up. They're going to switch into the field fourth quarter, and Hearn will take this one over on their own 20-yard line. We'll be right back here with more playoff puncher football on 95.3 KNEL. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. 95.3 And it is the fourth quarter. Four fingers in the air. We switch into the field. Hearn fumbled the kickoff return. 
and somehow fell on it. It looked like there were punchers all around, but they'll have it first and 10 from their own 20. But uh, better defense, uh, although giving up one score in that last series, now Brody Comey comes in at the left corner position. Aguero goes out as they're expecting. Oh, man. Throw deep. They try to hit the Walker's. It bounces right off of Walker's chest as uh, he was not expecting that ball to completely get airmailed uh, right through the hands of the receiver and bounces right off his chest. And uh, fortunately for Hearn, he hits the turf. But, uh, man, that would have been a dagger right there if he could have come up with that interception. Yeah. Second down and 10 from the 20 as we start this fourth quarter. We're trying to talk about the lack of turnovers in this game for, the, for our defense just so something like that would happen. Well, absolutely. Two chances. Trips right. For Hearn, or no, five wide as the quarterback's all on the backfield. He's going deep down the middle, looking for number six. Walker getting his fifth pick, taking it back the other way. Reverses still to his left, has a blocker in front, two blockers in front, and he's across the 10 to the five, nearly got into the end zone. He's down at the two, the one, nearly took it back for a pick six. Yeah, down to the uh, one yard line there. I, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, Case and Jacoby came around the end and got a hand on that football. Uh, film uh, oh. film day will only tell. There right. is a flag way, way, way back here. I think they're going to call that on Wofford, maybe celebrating a little too much going back. I mean, I'm just guessing. I just saw, you know, he was trying to get the crowd pumped up and, and teammates on the sideline. I think that's a celebration. Not real sure. There was 24 was way back there, too. Dead ball foul, personal foul, unsportsmanlike on Hearn. Yeah, 24 was, was back there by the sure. official who threw the flag. They're going to move it half the distance of the goal. So the half-yard line is where Mason will have a first down and goal situation. Uh, we can't if we can't get it in from there, I'm not sure what we're doing. But uh, I've seen it. I've seen it done, though. I've seen, I've seen that messed up. So, uh, but... Uh, Wofford's going to be under center. I suppose that uh, number four is just going to keep yeah. it himself. The line formation, two fullbacks and the tailback. No, he didn't. They go to Todd, and he lowers his shoulder into the end zone. Touchdown, punchers. First touchdown for Todd of this ball game, and uh, or second, I guess. So Todd uh, has two touchdowns on the night, and that's going to put a 34 on the board for your Mason punchers to a seven uh, of Hearn. And barring this extra point, could be a 35 to seven football game with 11:36 left to go here in the here in the football game. Uh, Mason uh, doing what they needed to pressure wise defensively to make that quarterback make a bad decision. I'm pretty sure I'm almost 100 percent sure that uh, that uh, Jacoby got a finger on it. Ooh, nearly blocked. That's going to be no good. Hearn was in the neutral zone when that ball was snapped. So. Looked like the extra point was good. I didn't see the signal. Side defense. Decline point good. 35-7 is your score with 3-11-36 left to go here in this ball game. And uh, let's pause 30 seconds. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football on KNEL 95.3. You can pick any bank, so pick a bank that's deeply involved in your community. From sports and FFA to 4-H to just about anything with Mason Youth, we're on the team. From CASA to Habitat, from the Mason Volunteer Fire Department to our senior programs, we're invested. From 
checking to savings to CDs to real estate commercial or consumer loans for your business, we're committed. Stop by today to experience banking at its finest. The Commercial Bank, a better way to bank. Member FDIC. 95.3 So your punchers take a 35-7 lead over the Hearn Eagles on a one-yard Ryan Todd run after the interception and uh, nearly a pick six by Ivan Wofford to get back about 45 yards. His fifth interception on the season, he's now tied with Ryan Todd. Both safeties. Bully has three picks, two returns for, uh, for a touchdown. Some scores from around our area. Bernie leads Taylor 42-7. to Brownwood uh, beating El Paso Urban. 63 to nothing. Wow, Rowe kicks a spiral. Goes at the 10. And runner falls down. As he tries to 10. Caught it over his shoulder, turned around and slipped. That's a, that was a strange kick. As, you know, it, it got down there, but it looked more like a punt as that ball was just spiraling. So uh, Hearn uh, traps themselves deep on that kick return down to their own 10-yard line where they'll have a first and 10, 11-32. Still lots of time left in here in the fourth quarter. But your punchers lead this one 35-7. to yeah, Starting to pull away here. Uh, Hearn went, tried to go deep on that last series. And uh, Wofford had a chance to twice and came up with that last one and nearly returned it just short of the pylon. Punch it in right after that. Four wide for the Eagles. Langham hands it off. Straight up the middle, down the field. Man to be as he gets across the 40. About the 42, so that's a big 30-yard run there by the tailback. One of the biggest run plays that Mason Punches have allowed this season outside of uh, maybe a wall game. But, uh, man, uh, 42-41 yard line is where the ball will be placed. First and 10 for Hearn with 11-17 left to go. No huddle. They go back to McGrew. Same play. Up the middle. Um, stops for a couple of yards. Second down and eight. That uh, yeah, ball's going to be placed on the 43-yard line. Seven. Second down and eight. 35-7. Uh, <clears throat> from our left to right, nearing midfield. And they say in the no huddle, though they're, they're not – in a hurry-up offense yet as they go trips right. On receiver left. Lincoln takes a snap. Has time. Now he flushed right, reverses. Lots of room. Turn out left. Now he pulls it down. He's going to run it. Stretches out. Bowley pushes him out at 45. Short pickup after all that running. Yeah, he's going to gain about four yards on the play. It's going to bring up third down. It's going to bring up third down and about five. Ball's going to be placed right on the 45-yard line. You're saying third down at six. I'm not so sure I believe that. Uh, third down at five is where where I think it's at. 35-7 to seven is your score. Not quite a huddle, but not quite a no huddle. Four wide. Lingham changes the play, takes a snap, drops straight back. Now pressured. Rose. 
Right. Pulls it down, and that's going to be a sack. Possibly. Oh, no. That's going to be close. Lancey Osborne. Yeah. Chases him down like <laughs> Atlanta Inch. Nearly a flag flag spot on that deal. So, uh, it's going to be a loss of two on the play. Brings up fourth down and eight. So, we're going to see right here whether or not uh, Hearn thinks they're in desperation mode or not. So, 10-15 remaining in the fourth quarter. Your punchers extend their lead 35-7. to seven. And, uh, Stockdale comes back and scores. And uh, in the fourth quarter, Holland leads Stockdale 36-31. Oh, those are close ball games. So uh looks to me like uh, your Mason punchers are going to take a timeout here with 10-14 left to go. Uh, no, it looks like Hearn's going to yeah. take a timeout with 10-14 left to go here in this ball game. 35-7 is your score. We'll be right back here to thank some of our sponsors, but let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. I'd like to thank our season sponsors, Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, and Marlene and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, The Commercial Bank, Lanebird Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Moore Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandhi Touchdown Real Estate as uh, Hearn takes their second time out of the half, facing a fourth and eight, trailing 35-7. Quarterbacks, uh, you know, he's been a little more careful with the football after that last interception. Tried to run at the last, really to scramble in the last two plays. So we've had at least one defender uh, chasing him. <coughs> he sent Brody Comey in. Deep pass coverage. Of course, this is a return team, but he's been in there this series. Odd standing back inside a bunch of 20. Turned it to oh, a short, high punt. Lands at the bunch of 45 and bounces right back to where it landed. So, slot 45s, and uh, you're going to have the punchers going to have a first and 10, I guess, from their 44 yard lines where they're going to officially mark it. Ten minutes left to go here in this ball game. Your punchers have this one well in hand, 35-7. to Let's pause ten seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, KNEL-FM, Brady. Trumpets gets it back for a short punt. They've got good still position. And they're going to just stay, you know, run heavy, full tee backfield. Give it to King, straight up the gut. And he picks up a couple. All forward for three yards on the play. Second down and seven from the uh, 47-yard line is where Mason will have it. They're going to slow roll this one. They ate, uh, ate up about, uh, oh, I'd say almost seven minutes off the clock to open this half of football in the third quarter and drove down and scored initially. Then Hearn answered with the touchdown of their own. Mason comes back and has scored two since then. But uh, just going to pack the line and run the football and control this ball game. But in the box for Hearn defense, they go back to King, right side. And he stood up at about the down marker. Still on his feet. Finally down. They're going to give him maybe a half yard. Back to the rear of the line of scrimmage is all he's going to get. So third down and six from that same spot is where Mason sees themselves with nine minutes left to go here in this ballgame. 
playing the slow down, keep away offense here at midfield. Looks to me like that uh, Shiner's probably next on the agenda, and uh, certainly another team, another level, another mindset to get ready for. Six people on the line of scrimmage for Hearn. It goes to Lario, toss sweep left side. He's going out of bounds as he's right near the down marker down to the Hearn 45. So the 40, about the 47 yard lines where they're going to mark him. Oh, about yeah. two yards short of the line he needs to gain. I thought he had got across the 45. So fourth down and two for the punchers. As uh, obviously, I would think if uh, you just go ahead and go for this, there's no doubt, no question. 47 yard lines where the ball is placed, fourth down and two. It'll be under center, three backs behind. They go to Todd. Ooh, and did, Scott, oh my goodness. He's right at the first down marker. He fell, had, had plenty of space to get the first down. So he needed the 49 at minimum. They're going to give it to him and uh, mark him at the, I mean, uh, excuse me, the 45. Six is the line he needed to gain. 45 is where he got to. So uh, first down and 10 for your punchers with 7.45 left to go here in this ball game. They lead 35-7. to seven. I don't know if it's the artificial turf or if it's just Todd running into his blockers, but we've seen, seen him go down some of those runs just, just a little too easy. Or, or he, he makes the hard cut. They go back to King. Just a... Uh, Oh, the old 30 wedge right there. Yep, he's going to just uh, drive it right up the middle. That's going to be a four-yard pickup. Second down and six. Yeah, when you can do that, get four or five yards, man, you can <laughs> you can really wear down a defense. And eat up some There's no doubt. Uh, I will say this. I mean, Hearn has about a third of the people on their roster is what we do numbers-wise. And so um, you know that uh, the toll of the game was just going to wear them down over time. As Mason lines up, faces this second down and six from their own or from the Hearn forty-one. Yeah, six forty-five remaining in the ball game. They lead it thirty-five-seven. They give it to Todd. Makes a cut. Has blockers. One man to beat. Out of bounds near the Hearn twenty-yard line. Yeah, Twenty-one yard lines where they're going to mark this football. Well, they're going to mark even further back. Goodness. Twenty-three yard line is where this ball will be placed. First and ten for the punchers. Three six thirty-six left to go in the ball game. Todd just trying to get extra yards there. We're not we're not hurting by any means on the scoreboard. Just want to see him go down in bounds. Thorndale's going to beat Johnson City. Looks like they're up forty-one thirty within the fourth quarter. Sonora comes driving back over Olney, uh, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Alford hands off left side. Slario has three blockers in front of him. Sheds two tackles. Looks like he got face masks. Dragon. Defenders inside the 10, inside the 5, and he's oh, right man. at the 1-yard line. It's but, pretty uh, good feeling whenever you blow two defenders through a hole and they're standing up looking at uh, trying to figure out who they're going to block, and here comes the running back. Sudden Solario taking licks and carrying people to, down to the goal line as uh, he falls down at the 2, the 3, I guess, is where they're going to mark him. Pretty sure he got face masked. Uh, yeah, one way back 20, at the 10. Number 24 jumped on his head. But uh, <laughs> first and goal from the three-yard line is where your punchers uh, will snap the ball next. 6-22 left to go here in this in this football game. 35-7 is your score. 
Offense breaks the hurl. Now they're looking back to the sideline. Hearn's trying to get a substitution in. They're not in a hurry, but no, they're not in any hurry. So uh, apparently, number eight not looking, not looking forward to getting in there. Just woke up. We'll see backfield. Everybody in the box as a not going to make it. Tell they gave it to Slary or King. So to me, like they gave it to Slario or King, oh, yeah, I guess. They're short, regardless. So uh, get down to the two yard line is where this ball will be placed. Second down and goal. And we got a down. Hunter player. Like Alfredo Valdez, maybe Tino Montiano. Yeah, looks like Tino's down. He's on his back. This is what you don't need right here. Yeah, it's only five and a half minutes. Like 35 to 7. I mean, this is the point where you want to attack on that score and get the twos in there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 30 second commercial break. Hopefully, on a. On a Major injury. We'll be back here in 30 seconds. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Texas. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the UIL and the Texas High School Athletic Directors Association. 95.3 We're back here live on Judson Stadium, Leander, ISD Stadium. And uh, we've got a down puncher right at the one-yard line. Uh, tried to Got to do a quick hitting run play. Kinger Solario and uh, after the pile got up, I think that's Tino Montiano. Only plays tackle on the right or left side. I'll move him around. Actually, might be Casey Jacoby. I see a one. Oh, it is. Jersey. So Jacoby gets up. He's had a knee injury on his kicking leg, and that looks to be they're helping him off the field. Thankfully, he's up. Uh, just generally, that's a pretty big blow there on both sides of the football, and uh, certainly uh, wish the best for that young man moving forward. But uh, uh, Ooh, yeah, he's, he's not able to put weight on that right leg, as it looks like. Hopefully, it's just a tweak. That's yeah. the opposite knee of what was hurt, isn't it? No, the right one was right. Right one was the one. Five thirty-three left to go here in this fourth quarter. Mason Puncher's second goal from the two-yard line. Second, <clears throat> with two yards to go, uh, I would just, we got big number 75 right over the football. He looks to be about 310, so hard just to do a quarterback sneak. You must be looking through your bifocals. <laughs> I didn't quite gauge him quite that big. But well, they're, they're way down there. I mean, we're about 50 feet above them elevation-wise. I mean, See what uh, Mason can do here as they approach the football on the on their Hearns two yard line. Backs are right behind the offensive line and a full T set. Wofford keeps it, gets the push. Maybe seventy five was not flag on the play. That's going to be a false start. They didn't even they even mark that football. He was into the end zone. Yeah, false start on the punters, and that's going to back them up. So what was a second and 
goal from the two is now a second goal from the seven. I don't know who flinched there. I didn't see. Uh, it was the center. So, uh. And the center can snap and go. Yeah, but you, you can't go and then snap it. Well, yeah. I mean, he was, he was running over the football before he ever let go of it. So, uh, second and seven from the, or second goal from the seven, excuse me. 4.45 left to go in this ballgame. Jordan Todd off tackle, bounces it out, one man to beat, turns the corner into the end zone, touchdown punchers. No trash on the field, so that's going to be a touchdown for your punchers as that puts a 41 on the board. And uh, obviously, Wofford or Rowe going to be kicking off. Yeah, costly. Kicking this football. Costly into a drive. Uh, Jacoby has to be uh, – Helped off the field two plays before, but uh, Bunchers extend their lead, pending extra point try by White Row to get it to 42. Offers holding. Snap. And the extra point is good. Bunchers uh, now lead. 42 to 7, 439 remaining in the ballgame. We hope uh, Casey and Jacoby. I just uh, re-injured that. He twisted his knees and wore a brace. Still doing uh, extra point duties, sometimes on the kickoff. And uh, Hunters will be, Rowe will likely be kicking off again. Certainly like to thank Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, The Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, more Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate uh, for what they've done to be able to bring this broadcast to you and covering Mason Puncher football against across the greater Hill Country area. Your Mason Punchers have this one well in hand, 42-7, to and look like they're going to get a date next week with uh, Shiner and uh, certainly getting back to some old rivalries there. As uh, it's been a couple of three years since we've gotten to meet Shiner in the playoffs, uh, I mean one of the funnest games I think we've called outside of a, the, the Refugio game that sprung us into the state championship uh, would be uh, the year before that in the Shiner game oh, where yeah. we beat them seven to nothing. I mean just some oh, there's been some really good just some really good ones the year before that even uh, where we had three overtimes. What a really neat uh, opportunity that is. Kicked by Rowe, it's tied to five, and I don't see that often, but uh, you got to take that out. Yeah. Or caught it and then just backed up two steps into the end zone like they were going to call it a touchback. I, I didn't think you, know, you can fair catch it, uh, <laughs> but you, you can't. You can't Run backwards into the end zone and expect you can't catch it at the five and then trot that one on the end and think that's going to be a touchback. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe I, I've I ever watched, seen that. I was watching the side judge and you can just tell he was like, he was like, <laughs> uh, you might want to run it. <laughs> so we're going to throw a flag on the play. It's going to be a safety. So because he went down to one knee, so he downed himself in the end zone, and that is going to be a safety. You should be. I thought he. Yeah, they didn't blow it dead. Yep. Yep. So, safety on the play. So, there's two things in this game I've never seen in my life that I can recall. And uh, one of them is a third down and 53. 
and the other one would be a self-inflicted safety uh, on the play. So just uh, uh, we almost got tackled back there. That was a, a double safety. Do you count that as a touchdown then? So he may, he may have just handed over the football as he's walking out of the end zone. So a safety on the play uh, gets uh, this scoreboard to a 44-7 to uh, with 4.27 left to go here in this ball game. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, KNELFM, Brady. We'll uh, kick off again from short field. And I uh, expect, well, I'll kick it or punt it. But he's been doing a good job getting high and deep. Give him a kick team a chance to get down there and uh, try to put this game away. Lead 44 to 7. Well, they're fixing to kick it to us. So, um, or excuse me, yes. Yeah, I hope uh, uh, safety, we get the ball. Yeah, I hope we uh, get great field position here and able to burn this last four minutes off the clock uh, without getting anybody else uh, injured. Uh, so, Casey Jacoby does go out of the game. That's pretty significant. And uh, we'll see what uh, what happens here. With 4.27 left to go in this ball game, your punchers lead at 44-7. to i got a different kicker in. High. Short, lands, caught, fair caught by Hunter Bradley. Good job in traffic. So Mason Punchers will have great field position on uh, the Hearn side of the 50 down to the 42-yard line where it will be first and 10. Surely we'll see the twos come in up 44 to 7. I did say we scored 35 points this half. I'm, I'm short by four. So I'm sure to bet the spread. Well, I'd say I'd say they're probably going to put one on the board. I would imagine uh, four four twenty seven left on that clock as your Mason punchers come out here and take over after a self inflicted safety by Hearn on their kickoff just seconds ago. Bishop's going to be oh no, Wofford's still in at quarterback. Hmm. Wins right, takes a snap oh. and hit immediately is. Clancy Os- Osborne on the fullback toss to the right. So Clancy Osborne uh, just got pretty much uh, hung out to dry. Nobody touched number 24 coming off the ed- edge over there. And uh, he, uh, or that was 23, excuse me, he just came right off the edge and made the tackle from the safety position. So that's going to bring up second and 14, ball why, 47. I do not know why I've been still in the ball game this point rest of the second team offense but two tight ends they go head off left side I think that's Hunter Bradley and he's going to go nowhere yeah, he didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage as well so uh, two plays two negative plays third down and 15 and we see Walford still brings the play back in. Good to see Travis Parker back out on the field. He started the season at the left corner. Down with an ankle injury. Jackson Lambert again, foot wide left. Wing T set. Three minutes, 15 seconds left on the clock. 
Toss it left side. Osborne sets it up the field, and he took a shot, but he got the first down near the 40. And gave one, too, with that stiff arm uh, to get it back to the original line of scrimmage, and it's going to bring up fourth down and 10. Oh, my God, just, gosh, he's right at the first down marker. No, that's the original line of scrimmage. The okay, they still got four on the on the down marker. Correct. They moved the front chain. First and ten, Mason, two thirty-seven remaining in the ball game. Ball on the forty-three yard line. Fourth down and ten. That snap. Ooh, Pot takes it off the bounce. Gets it off. And it's going to roll into the end zone for a touchback. A legitimate touchback. So Hearn will have the football out on their own 20, 25-yard line is where uh, Hearn will take this ball, take the possession with 2.15 left to go in this ball game. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID. Serving Brady, Mason, Menard, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country, this is 95.3 FM, K-N-E-L-F-M, Brady. Certainly would like to thank our sponsors, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, Moore Farm and Ranch, Hill Country Collision Repair, Mason Building and Supply, Laneburg Realty, The Commercial Bank, Heart of Texas Ford, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and Mason Bank. We're going to get to back with 2.16 remaining in the ballgame. First and 10 from their own 20. Second team defense on the field. Langham's going to take the direct snap, tries to draw, goes around the left side, streaks down the sideline. Might have a first down near the 30. Lots of spectators out there on the side of the football whenever he takes off down the field. And lots of white jerseys converging on him. Uh, looks like... Uh, Will Entz and some of those other twos are getting in there. Uh, some of those call-ups that we've had. McBee's in there. Got to be back at the safety along with Hunter Bradley. Langberg and Parker, the corners. Langham takes a snap, straight drop back, looking to throw. Now being pressured by Mocha, comes back, nearly had the sack. Quarterback was able to spin out of it. That's still a good stop there. Good, good tackle. Pressure. Yeah, good tackle there by Clancy Osborne and crew. As uh, they only give up minimal yards, uh, or they gave us to give up first down, excuse me. And that's going to move them out to the 34-yard line. Minute 53 left to go in this ball game. And uh ball's going to be on the 34-yard line. And Moke's still in there, the only first team. Defender set out there on the field, along with uh, Walford on the other side. Captain's on both sides. Minute and a half remaining for Hearn. Try to get some more points on the board. Plenty of time to throw. Seven goes down the field on the post, underthrown. Caught. But number nine came back, caught it way down to punch at 35. So that ball was just thrown up, and uh, number nine goes over the top of Hunter Bradley and catches it down at the 35-yard line, where it'll be first and 10. Minute 20 on the clock. Hearn in no hurry whatsoever. Uh, just happy to get out of here, I guess. 44-7 uh, to is still your score. Second-team defense can get a hold themselves. A minute left in the ball game. First and 10, 135. 
as Lincoln takes a snap, throws left, being pressured. That might be a clip, but there no flags. As he oh, Clancy Osborne just nails him, and the ball comes out. Clancy Osborne causes a fumble on the play, and uh, number twenty McBean jumps all over it, and the punchers have the football with 47 seconds left to go in this one as they lead 44-7. to seven. And they get their second turnover this game. It was pretty pretty dry in that first half. But uh, it's close to their season average. And uh, credit, uh, I guess that was, I think that was Alex Lopez and Caden Kimbrell had nearly had a sack initially. The quarterback came back, was trying to set his feet to throw, and Osborne just waylaid him on the backside. Yeah, just a, a good uh, good rake of the front uh, front side of that uh, quarterback as he took him down and uh, knocked the football loose. Hunters, like you said, continue their average of at least two turnovers a game. Wofford trying to position his backs with eight ticks on the play clock, 47 on the game clock. Drop the snap. Oh, my goodness. Heard <laughs> did not react to that. Fumbled snap. They just kind of stood there. They're in victory formation. Uh, the punchers are, and uh, shouldn't. I'd have to take one more knee. Yeah, there's about a three second difference between the game and the play clock here. They'll let it get under about 25 seconds. That'll do it. Walker takes another knee. Punchers win by district. 20 seconds on the clock, but uh, no, no other snap needed. We certainly want to thank our sponsors one more time, as uh, we couldn't do it without them. Mason Bank, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, Willow Creek Cafe, Moore Farm and Ranch, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, uh, Heart of Texas Ford, The Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Mason Building and Supply, and Hill Country Collision Repair. Watchers uh, get the second goal of football in the season. They advance to the area round of the playoffs next week, likely uh, versus the Shiner Comanches. Take a two-minute uh, break here from our sponsors. Come back, recap. Uh, the game stats and more. Listen to Mason Puncher play a football 95-3, Caniel. Football fans, you don't have to miss the UIL State football experience at Cowboys Stadium in Arlington. This December, come out for an action-packed four days, Wednesday, December 14th through Saturday, December 17th, and witness the best teams in each division battle it out in the final games of the season. Tickets and all tournament pass information can be found at UILTexas.org. Sometimes you need special equipment to do a job. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, has the rental equipment you need, including a mini excavator, ride-on trencher, boom lights, light towers, equipment trailers, dump trailers, skid steer, and attachments. And Moore's is your local bush hog dealer. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together make all the difference come game night. And Mason Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know their learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason Bank. Proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason Bank, member FDIC. Sometimes you need special equipment to do a job. 
Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge, has the rental equipment you need, including a mini excavator, ride-on trencher, boom lights, light towers, equipment trailers, dump trailers, skid steer, and attachments. And Moore's is your local bush hog dealer. Stop in today. Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, 1807 North Bridge. Get more for your money at Moore's Farm and Ranch Supply, the new store on the north side, 1807 North Bridge. Yeah, back at the post-game show here in Leander, your Mason Punchers won their first round of the playoffs over Hearn, 44-7, your final, and uh, advancing uh, after going down to last year in the first round. Uh, they come back. It uh, was, was uh, good to <clears throat> get another playoff game. I feel for those Hearn players and seniors, it's always a rough uh, last game. Uh, you know, they're forced place. Fourth place team out of that district. Uh, we checked the scores. Thorndale uh, beats uh, uh, yeah, Thorndale over Johnson City. Uh, Stockdale came back against Holland, but both uh, other uh, district ventures go down against this 14-2A district. So um, they're they're definitely a very talented out of that area. But uh, big news is uh, how are we going to get past Shiner next week? Uh, two uh, two time. Returning state champions, uh, losing Referio back during district play, but uh, looking forward to hopefully another hard-fought contest. Uh, hopefully the Munchers can uh, figure out a way to uh, overcome. I think I think we've got the defense to do it. It's really just going to come down to, you know, just like we saw in those close games against Wall and Coleman, that's why you play them. Uh, Can't come out flat like we yeah. did the last two weeks. Check the stats. For the ball game, Mason ran 62 plays, hung out 39 times. Mason, uh, 367 yards total offense, turned only at 151. Uh, we won the time of possession that second half. Two long drives, 28 and a half minutes to Hearns, 19. We ran the ball 53 times, 278 yards. Uh, only allowed 40 on the ground to the Hearn Eagles. Uh, Wofford completed five of nine uh, for 89 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Hearn threw it 11, completed 11 of 19 for 111 yards. They did be just in the passing game, a couple of long throws. Uh, but through the intercept, one interception, uh, committed two turnovers with the late uh, fumble late there in that fourth quarter. Uh, Mason doubled uh, on the first down. Number of first downs, 24 to 12. But again, we had 11 penalties, 110 yards. And that's what hurt us late last season, definitely in the playoffs. Uh, gotta, gotta clean that up. We clean that up and we probably do score 50 tonight. Uh, uh, had to punt three times as well. Uh, average 44 yards. Your game leaders. Well, let's try to, yeah, recap the, the scoring summary here. In that second half, uh, 11.36 in the third, Ryan Todd uh, scored from one yard out. Casey Jacoby, all extra points by Casey Jacoby were good in the second. Uh, 4.39 remaining in the third. Todd got his uh, third touchdown, seven yards. Extra point by Wyatt Rowe was good after Jacoby had to go out. Excuse me, this was, this was 4.39 in the fourth quarter. Um, and then uh, Hearn finally got on the board with four and a half minutes on a, uh, or excuse me, Mason uh, got a safety. Um, after uh, McGrew took the kickoff and stepped back in the end zone. They had one touchdown there in the second half. 
uh, on a pass from uh, the quarterback Langton to Jeremiah Grove for 27 yards. And the point after was good. Your final 44 to 7. And uh, your leaders uh, taught again 155 yards, three touchdowns. Been having seven, seven and a half on the ground. Sutton Solari was right behind him, 14 carries tonight. A lot more carries, 83 yards, no touchdowns. King had seven for 45. He had a pretty complete game. Uh, also caught a two point conversion. And uh, on the receiving side, Probably had two receptions, 35 yards. Larry, a one for 29, great, uh, and a touchdown, or, or one touchdown uh, through the air. And Brody Comey, Frankie Bowley, both for the catch each, 16 and 9 yards. Hopefully, uh, we'll hear good news from Casey Jacoby. And uh, that'll do it. Thanks for – hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. And the Mason win will be back next week. Could be Thursday, could be Friday. Should have the, the news out probably – uh, this weekend, and I uh, hope you join us again for Mason Puncher Playoff Football here on 95.3 KDL. Will Lambert, Michael Walker, signing off. Thanks for tuning in. Mason Puncher's Football on KDL 95.3 FM. Tonight's Mason Puncher's Football game has been brought to you by Mason Bank, by Willow Creek Cafe, by Nine Bar Land and Cattle Company, and by the Heart of Texas Ford. Game also presented by the Commercial Bank, Laneburg Realty, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Moore's Farm and Ranch, and Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. Thanks for listening to Mason Punchers Football on 95.3 KNL FM. Thanks for listening to KNL Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your podcast today. For live broadcast of KNL Sports, listen to 95.3 KNL FM, 1490 KNL AM, or KNLradio.com. Or to make it simple, just ask Alexa to play KNL FM or KNL AM. Or find KNL 95.3 FM or 1490 AM on the TuneIn app. We look forward to being with you again here from KNEL.